Thank you for listening to this Podcast One Sportsnet production, available on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One. Okay, guys, I'm going to keep this short and sweet. Here's why. I think Sleepy thinks we had the best part of the football season at minimum, if not for longer. But it's not short. This is truly the big show. I'm thinking about two and a half before we get the commercial or whatever and everything's put in. So what I would say is this. If you love the big show, you're going to love this baby. If you are the type that likes the pick pod, it's coming out. But I would say if you ever want to dabble, especially because we had some really good talk, the first three best bets, to the point that one of us pressed the green button on the other's best bet. By the way, 60% super contest, mighty good. I have a little rant at the beginning. I'm a little ironic with it, a little winky. I'm winking a little bit and, you know, like get in on the joke, but there's a little underlying truth to it. So quickly, bet DSI. You want to talk about truth, having cash, not having cash. Well, how do you have more? You get the better lines. This is a truism that is undebatable. You get the better lines, you win more. I don't care if it's a drunk baby flipping coins or Billy Walters. You ever read anything about Billy Walters? He put more energy on outs on him getting the right number and he manipulated the number but it was all about getting the right number so do you know more do you know more than billy walters well maybe you know not to inside trade but generally or at least allegedly generally billy as sharp as they come and he told us he showed us the way get the best numbers bet dsi it's another out unless you have a bunch of them you benefit from them and there's a promo code Let's you test it out. 100% bonus match. Promo code BELLA101. It's betdsi.com. 100% bonus match. BELLA101. Get an extra out. You get extra winners. On to the show. Welcome to R.J. Bell's Dream Preview. Weekly winners from his Wise Guy Roundtable. Broadcasting from the pregame.com studios in Las Vegas. Here is R.J. Bell. That's right. Week 6 NFL Football Dream Preview. And we've got a full Wise Guy Roundtable to my left. Defending champion when it comes to the green button. And amazingly leading the green button in the NFL this year. Sample size. Brad Powers. <laughs> To my right, oh, he won the Super Contest twice, Steve Fazek. I'm R.J. Bell. Hey, guys. We have been digging in. And listen, let's congratulate ourselves. 60% last week, 3-2. and two. I call it Sunday and Monday. And I feel really good because 1-4 and four was tough. And let's be candid. We were off. I'm always feel good when we get those three and twos if we're off on a couple games, right? So, and when we lost that Bears game, I, I, I think we should have known there was just too many people on it. And quite frankly, we got it playing wrong. Maybe at the end of the pod, even though they got a buy, we should talk about what we got wrong there because I think it's important to be held accountable. Speaking of that, you guys – or at least a minority of you, you need held accountable. Now, listen, 
If you don't want to, if you don't want to be called, a, if, first off, if you're not responsible for this kind of crap hola. Feel free; it's going to be a, you know quick and pain painless for you. But for those that are like, ah, I mean, first off, the idiots that are like, these guys aren't winning. Okay, okay. So it's now 17 out of 21 weeks. So last year, this year. Even if we're counting our the weeks last year at the end that we were the last two we went meta and, and it was more about winning the contest than anything, right? And we told people don't bet us, right? Because we're doing this meta that we're even counting that we've lost five weeks out of twenty. Well, let me think about it. It's been five weeks, so it's it's only five weeks out of twenty five then, right? So well, let's think. It was seventeen and and five, right? So we got twenty two. And we've lost four of those weeks. So 18 winning weeks, four losing weeks right here in front of you. And we have some idiots talking about, oh, the 60% week wasn't good enough. All right. Now, even worse are those saying, they say that they're going to have the picks on Wednesday. And I want them to have the same freaking picks three days later no matter what. Come on. You're not that stupid, are you? Last season, we had five games we changed. Now, this season, I think it was three already. Do you think we're just, what, not giving you the picks that are good, somehow holding them back? Yeah, we've got like a half million people listening to this, and we figure, yeah, let's give them the bad picks. No. This is life. Things change. It's nuance. We put $5,000 up to go against literally the best handicappers in the world. And I would make the following case. I haven't thought of this. Who has a better record over two years? I doubt anyone does. I mean, it could be. But any of the couple people that were up there with us last mm. year, I wonder if they use the same name. But I could, let's just say this. No one is more than a game or two up on this. It's, all, it's almost an impossibility. So literally you're listening to a run. And again, we, what did we tell you beginning the year? is we said our over-under was like 55.5%, right? We're at 60. That's called, think about it. Break-even is 52.5. Let's do it. To, it's 52.38. 52.5 for simplicity. So 50, let's call it 55.5. Three percentage points over break-even at minus 110, right? We are 7.5 percentage points above it at 60%. So we're like more than double over what we expected to be. That's a small sample, but who in the F is complaining? So here's what I'm going to do for you. One-time offer. Brad didn't want me to offer us, did you? No. One-time offer. If you don't like what's happening, you get a 100% cash refund on what you paid. Zero point zero. And oh, by the way, how about anyone that's, said that, quit listening right now. Somehow I think our, I don't know, 399,999 people, we're going to be just fine. Showtime! Woo! You know what I think it is? I think because fake Fezzik was just so ruthless yesterday, <laughs> it kind of made me feel a little ruthless. Ugh. If you Listen, if you guys don't listen to the college pod, if you don't like college, who cares, right? But if you even like college a little... Listen to the college pod, Fake Fazek, who 
Fezzix is overlord. And but how would you describe him? I think is it fair to say it's Fezzik with the his bad qualities double as bad and no Oh, at least doubled as bad without any of the good ones, too. Just I mean, that's scary sound. Yes. I mean, he's egotistical, he's condescending. Yep. He has a weird voice. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm sure at some point he'll he'll show up on the NFL pod. All right, we do it every week. Now, one more time, guys. This is our best guess right now. This is who we like the best. If we like someone else better on Friday, guess what? We're going to play them. But here's what I can guarantee you is every game we give us a best bet, we've either bet it. Now, the only distinction would be if the line in the super contest is advantageous, we might have as a best bet. If we can't get it in the market, we wouldn't have the bet now necessarily. But, Fez, your best bet, we've talked about this one, the market's sweet right now. Now, you'll probably be betting all the way up, you know, different spots, whatever. However, the advanced crap you do, I don't even understand. And that's true with the derivatives and stuff. I mean, as brilliant as they come. Why don't you throw, what, two dimes? Just, like, literally have it out and tweet it out tomorrow on your best bet, and we'll go from there. Absolutely. But except all the haters are already not listening anymore, right? <laughs> so they're waiting for the refund. So I'm going to go in a nice mode. Huh, but you're still tweeted out. I will. At Fezzik Sports, F-E-Z-Z-I-K. And that will be by, uh, let's call it noon Pacific tomorrow. Easy. Yep. Easy. Before that. Fezzik, best bet. Monday night football like Green Bay Packers, minus four against Detroit. This is an easy handicap here. I have Green Bay, their home field advantage being worth four points. So what is this line saying? It's saying that Detroit and Green Bay are equal teams and then add four for home field. That is ludicrous to me in my rankings of these teams. I have Green Bay three and a half points better than Detroit. So my power ratings make this a pure seven and a half. This is extremely, extremely rare that my power ratings are so far different from the Vegas line. But because of that huge disparity, I absolutely have to make a big bet on Green Bay. Ooh, I got to be honest with you. Here's one of my basic tenets. If I can explain the line disparity, I'm comfortable. You know, some, some uh, we'll call it intellectually challenged people said, oh, look, I watched this, I watched that. Oh, they, oh, they look so good. But if anything, you would think Green Bay would be expensive. Who had the most uh, marquee win last week? Green Bay. And Indy. No, Green no. Bay. I mean, Indy was a shocker. Mm. So you give them credit. But you're almost like, ah, this is the team that just lost to the Raiders, right? Green Bay's been pretty good the whole season, and they just went into Dallas and dominated. And it was the big Fox game, you know. So, obviously, Sunday night is Sunday night, but it was an 11-point line. I mean, I didn't see the ratings. but And I think Indy's right in the conversation. By the way, first double-digit. Brad, you uncovered this first double-digit underdog that won this year. Yep. Biggest underdog. So, nice win. But... And I guess we're making a distinction without a difference. One of the big wins last week at minimum. So why in the heck are they cheap? I'm scared. I don't understand it, so I'm scared. I don't understand it as well. But one thing about but being scared. But you're just going to blissfully, <laughs> with like a lobotomized patient, go into the, into the vortex. Not true. I'd be a lot more scared if the game was about to kick off on Monday night and this line was sitting at four. It's earlier in the week, and my experience has been lines that I've sensed that I spot that are off early in the week. I get in good bets, and then they move the way I expect them to move. Yeah, you've got a strong history with that. Like literally 70%. We're taping here 
about 5.30 at the pregame.com studios on Wednesday. So we'll see when everyone's listening where the line's at. You're betting it early, and we're going from there. Brad, what do you think of this pick? I like Green Bay in this one, and I, too, so don't— It's one of your five likes. It is one of my five likes, and I, too, don't quite understand the line move here. And I get it. Detroit's been an overachiever so far this season. They're sitting here at 2-1-1. One, and one. But every single one of their games has kind of been a coin flip game. All of them decided by four points or less. So certainly four points against the spread or against nope, four points uh, just straight up against the spread. So, I mean, kind of coin flip games here. Yeah, Detroit easily could be 4-0 with impressive wins against Kansas City. They already got one against Philadelphia. Or this team easily could be 1-3 sitting here if the ball didn't bounce their way in a couple of games. The Chargers game, which you like Detroit. But, but my question is, if whatever the line is, it doesn't – like one ball bouncing one way that could have swung the result doesn't change how good the team is. Yeah. And the case I would make is, Fez, where do you have Detroit? Got it right here, RJ. Detroit, number 19. That is cuckoo. I mean, it's like you're telling me Detroit's a below – Average team. So here's the thing, Fez. You make a living by saying, I disagree with the market. I'm going to lay 110 against the world. Takes balls. But you got to have a reason. What's your reason here? Is it, do you think that you think Green Bay is better than the market? Or do you think that you are down on Detroit? I am down on Detroit. And the reason I'm down on Detroit is two specific games. They got to play against the Chargers and then the Eagles. Two good teams. Both of those teams came in with serious injury issues. And if you look at the final scores in those games, and Detroit did win both of them, kudos to them. But having watched the games, I really felt that Detroit was fortunate to win those games, especially the Charger game. And I feel that the market— So hold on a second. You say especially the Charger game. So how were they fortunate to win the Philly game? They got a, a kickoff return to start the game early on to get an extra seven points. If mm. not for that, I really think they probably would have covered but not won the game. Okay, so they would have exceeded expectations yes. if you take away one of their big plays. Yes. Now, do we take away one of Philly's big plays? I did not because I didn't see a Philly fluke 100-yard kickoff so, return So kickoff play. returns are flukes? For the most part, yes. Hmm. So what— how do you have a list of what's flukes and what's not? Because it, it does seem to vary. Like, is all kick returns fluke? Like, what happens if it goes out to the fifty? Do you dismiss? How? What do you do in that case? Well, that would be fluky, but not as significant. Yeah. So, how do you handle it? Well, you should make an. Ideally, you'd go through and identify every single one of those plays so and make have, a tiny do have, adjustment. Do you have that sheet? I do not. Is it in the archives? It is not. Okay. So you're saying, now, did you watch the entire game or did you watch the rewind? I watched the rewind of both those games, yes. Okay. So you saw, like, a, how long is the rewind? It's actually 38 minutes. Okay. So you had a I 30, fast forward, you know, yeah. try to make a So list. you had a 38-minute take on the game after the fact, which you were trying to explain. See, that's dangerous, is it? Because did you have an opinion on that game? I do not recall. I know I had a big bet on Detroit against uh, the Chargers week two, yes. Yeah, but I was asking about the Philly. No, I did not. All right, so that's good because I think if you lose a bat and then you watch the tape, oh, man, imagine the internal dialogue. <laughs> that wasn't my fault. That wasn't my fault. Oh, that's why I lost. The wind was blowing. Oh, wait. <laughs> and, and I got to be honest here, all right? I'm, 
I'm in the minority or big time having Detroit as a below average team. Oh, I know, obviously, because the line is so far off from but, your number. But even if I'm wrong, even if Detroit should be higher and say be like the 13th or 14th. Well, best first team. off, the idea here. Well, let's let's see. In 100% sincerity, because we got a $1,000 bet, and we'll tell that story later because I want to make sure to get through the pit, nice amount of picks early because we've been dragging this out. So this will be my last thing. We'll see if you trust your number. I totally get the idea that you'd rather lay four than lay seven and a half. But, and that's what your number says, right? Yes. But the reality is you believe your number at seven and a half should split at 50-50. That's what the number's about. Yes. Okay. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to offer you 3000 to win 3600 So I'm going to give you plus 120 at your number. This has to be positive EV for you. Want it? No. Hmm. So when you say, well, let's imagine, close our eyes and think maybe I'm <laughs> off. You mean you know you're off because you won't take plus 120 at your number. Yes. So why are we even talking about it? Well, I think I'd be remiss not to say what my number was but, but, before but I looked at the market. But if you don't believe it, then what are you because saying? Because i got to wait. So, I can't just say, oh, Fezzik's 100% right and the market's wait, wrong. So hold on a second. So every time your line varies from the market, you discount it automatically? Yes. I believe that the true answer is typically somewhere in between. But under that theory, then, you would need – because you need two points, let's call it – Forgetting key numbers for a minute, you need two points to feel you got to be laying uh four instead of six, pretty much, right? Yes, I mean, you could make the case at one and a half, but let's call it two. So, if you have a two point difference in your power ratings, how much do you discount that back to one, one and a half? What, um, like one and three quarters? Not, oh, not that, but that's big interesting. Of so, the two, so the one that you actually have only a small opinion on, you do this little tiny discount, which we've never heard about in six years. Have you ever heard it, Brad? I'm not. But this is new. The further apart I am from the market, the more I recognize there's so probably why are we something 10 minutes, I miss. People out there might have been thinking, why is RJ staying on this? Because it didn't smell right. That's why. And I uncovered it for you. Why didn't we hear about this discount till just now? I mean, meaning even with this extreme line. Well, you're hearing about it now. Thank goodness. Well, no. It's. I wish there wasn't this because then what you would have said before, <laughs> though I would have disagreed with, would have felt not disingenuous. So were you like hiding that you discount? I don't think you were, right? I'm, I'm, I'm not egotistical enough to say that my number is all that matters. I'm not asking you to defend. I think it only makes sense to do what you do. I'm asking why we have never, why we didn't hear about it. When I was telling you I think you're cuckoo for the mm. line, why didn't you tell me why I don't really think my line's seven and a half? Right? Right. What do you think, Brad? I just know from my person. <laughs> RJ Bellwinner. I mean, but we laugh. Uh, well, oh, you're going to tell yours. Well, I mean, when I'm far off in the college markets, oh, I, I definitely dive in and see why in the hell am I so far off on this? And I go game by game. What am I missing in this? Is it, you know, simply maybe an injury I overlooked or what? maybe fundamentally I'm missing something from this team, both teams in that instance. I do it every week. Anytime I have disparities, I got to go through those, you know, 8, 10, 12 games each and every week. To me, this is where the hay is made. I mean, in a weird, I, I just can't stand those shows. I mean, I don't even listen, but I mean, I've heard them before. Well, who do you got, Fred? And it's like, 
good stuff, good stuff. It's like if it was so easy to pick winners, right? And this one feels too easy. You know what's funny? I'm not going to press the button because I don't like the other side. I'm just suspicious. And in a weird way, I almost like it because I think Green Bay just inherently has an underrated home field. I do. And I think even at four, they, they just win, they win, they win there. And, you know, they just are at 500 in Aaron Rodgers' career on the road. That win at Dallas got him to 500. So, in a weird way, I feel like we think Detroit's way – I almost want to see Green Bay get kind of lucky here, you know, meaning maybe a couple, you know, lucky plays. They win clean, we win, and then look to play Detroit next week because the wise guy. And what throws me on this game, last point, it wasn't a line move, right? This was pretty much the opener. Why Could you imagine them, like, you do, you know, you're the anchor of the AP lines, and we put them out. Literally, first kind of fresh line. I mean, they got the look-aheads and stuff. First fresh lines out there we give to the AP, pregame.com. You anchor it, Fez. What was your number on this game? I believe it was six and a half. So so your line was seven and a half, and you said, you know, that seems high. Yes. Uh Okay. But still, when you saw the four, it was like, oh, my God. The fact that the, the openers there is what throws throws me. And it did, I believe, open a little bit higher and came down. Yeah, it's like four and a half. Yeah, right. I mean, but still, I mean, you're right. It did. But what was the look ahead? Six. And and, 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 the, and Green Bay dominates Dallas. And Detroit's off a bye, so no. Upgrade. Which they knew. That's yeah, not a surprise. Yeah. Oh, wait, it's a bye. Yeah. You know, what do you think, Brad? I mean, a whole, whole handicap. I mean, we've talked it through. It's only the. Yeah, I mean, other than not understanding the line, I'm with Fez. I like Green Bay in this And when game. you don't understand the line, you just go and go, la, la, la. <laughs> I, I mean, seriously, how do you think about it? Well, <laughs> I guess it's a different story in the NFL compared to college. College, I mean, there's a lot of times where, I, you know, I'll give you a great example. Washington-Stanford last week. Huge disparity in my power ranks. Went through both teams. What am I missing here? I came to the conclusion I'm not missing much. This line's just flat out wrong. Washington shouldn't be laying two touchdowns against Stanford. Huge disparity. Uh, I hate saying it, but one one for the good guys there after that one. You know, so you just took that answer and found a way to promote yeah, the I game did. you won? I'm sorry. I, you got to hit me with Ken I mean, Thompson. Is that like Music. a Ken Thompson That move? is Ken Thompson move. Now, did you come in... And somehow try to answer my question by throwing in Towton, your winner? Yeah, I did. I, I hope you at least Towton. had a winning week in college. I did. All right. I mean. <laughs> Ken Thompson would be proud. We know that much. All right. I've had my say on this game. Next. All right. So, best bet. Okay. One point I want to make. Detroit's off of a bye. So, we did a little research here on this. Oh, that's true. And the research says that, you know what, if you go back a 1,000 games, just blindly betting on teams off a bye, it's not profitable, but they cover a little over 50%. It's 51.1%. But what's interesting, if that team's off of a bye and they're playing a team on Monday night where their opponent has that extra day, all of a sudden that mitigates that bye advantage. Uh, See, I don't know if that's the cause, but it could be. But say the stat, and I'll tell you my theory. Yeah, so it turns out those teams off of a bye are one game above 500, 41 and 40 against the spread. Yeah, it's a small sample, but still, when you got a thousand, it's a fifty-one plus, and yeah. 
So here's what I think it might be. You're used to the buy. It's only once a year, though. Now you extend it. So it comes Friday. You're excited. You know, you've been waiting. And then it's like, all right, Saturday. Then it's all those games. And it's the next day. Then it's at night where usually you uh, value that precious rest time. Here, anticipation, anticipation. Mm -hmm. And what do they say about the Super Bowl? That Brady and the guys that's done it a bunch have such a big advantage because they know this is a long day. I'm not getting excited mm. until the kickoff. And you see these teams in Atlanta in the second half, a lot of these inexperienced teams really struggle in the second half of the Super Bowl. That's, it's kind of adjacent, but it's the idea of anticipating a Monday night game off a of bye. You think there's a lot of energy there probably. That's a great point. Though, obviously, San Fran looked pretty good off a of bye <laughs> in this case. <laughs> but, again, we're talking a couple games here or there is the ultimate point. Okay, next game, Brad Powers. Now, let's – Make this very clear. Legal disclaimer. <laughs> Brad, who actually won the NFL last year, you would say the least knowledgeable. Yes, absolutely. I am by far the least knowledgeable in college. I won the college. We are a walking example of sample size here, right? <laughs> so I think mine's more skill and Brad's is more luck, but you know, <laughs> we'll see. So there's no guarantee we're going to have this bet. Don't think there's a guarantee. We could. I like Carolina. Best bet for me, the Carolina Panthers minus the two and a half against Tampa Bay. And I'm just trying to understand this line. Looking at this matchup from week two, because this is a rematch already. This is the first one we have of the NFL season so far. Carolina week two was a six and a half point home favorite against Tampa Bay. Take out the home field advantage. At that particular point, Carolina's three and a half points better than Tampa Bay. What's happened since? I'd argue I'm going to give Tampa Bay the benefit of the doubt. Even though they lost to the Giants as a favorite, and even though last week they lost to the Saints, they had a really good performance against the Rams. I'm going to say Tampa Bay's up since the Carolina game from Week 2. Here's the team I do know that's way up since that Week 2 game against Tampa Bay. It's Carolina, who covered by 20 in a win against Arizona. Covered by 11, outright upset win over Houston. And even last week, covered... One and covered against Jacksonville. Tampa slightly up since that three-and-a-half-point disparity. Carolina way up. Why is this line only two-and-a-half? I like Carolina minus the two-and-a-half in this London game. I Fez, I don't think either team's got an advantage. Carolina's never been there. Tampa Bay hasn't been here in nearly a decade. That's a wash to me. If anything, Tampa Bay being on their third straight road game is probably a negative he- heading to London, although the Raiders proved that theory a little bit wrong last week. I like the Panthers here. What say you? Yes, the I agree about the third straight road game, that that can't be good. I want to go back. I agree with your analysis, and I think you're being more than kind to say, hey, Tampa has exceeded expectations the last three games, when even if they make the field goal, clearly they did not meet expectations against the Giants. But I want to go back to week two because this is a really rare scheduling situation where um, – Pretty much in terms of divisional games, the NFL tries to backload them a little bit. So this is the rare case where these teams are going to be done with each other. This is their second meeting already here, week six. Well, what happened week two? If you watch that game, Cam Newton was absolutely not close to himself. He struggled so much. What was he, 25 for 51? And he completely compromised the offense such that Carolina could not score despite Cam playing. And they almost won the game at the goal line. They're at at the the goal line, and McCaffrey, my Number one rated non-quarterback in terms of a difference maker in the NFL could not get the first down, could not get into the end zone, but it really 
did come down to a coin flip. So I would argue that this is a big advantage towards Carolina. The fact that they lost a game at home that they knew they were supposed to win, and now they go to London looking to get revenge just a month later. Allow me to introduce myself. I'm Fake Fezzik. I'm going to handicap the Giants against Tampa retroactively. Tampa's dominating the game. It's like it's not even a game. And then this guy, this rookie guy, I don't know him, Jones comes in, and he just lights the place up. I don't know if it's luck. I don't know what it is. But it it wasn't what the game was. I know that much. So anyone that looks at that and says, oh, the giant table. No, you don't understand the Fezzik way of handicapping. That's invalidated because it goes against what I think the game should have been. And I don't accept it. Either. Oh, I'm saying too much. That's my thoughts. What do you think of that, Fez? Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> yeah. Better listen to college, Bob. There's a lot of that. And then some. Like I said, he was the star of the college pod. So how do you balance it? Well, I don't think it was fluky the way Daniel Jones drove his I mean, team against Tampa Like you Bay. wouldn't say. It's like sometimes a guy comes in, there's all this pent-up energy. They hated Eli so much, and they thought, here's our chance, boys. And there was a couple. I'm sure there was not these sustained drives either, right? A couple running plays, I'm sure. Where he right? parted the Red Sea. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. Right? Yes. <laughs> I, I got to tell you, here's what I know. The line went to three. We always try to read the wise guys, right? Like the guy, you know, the syndicates, the guys that are betting three, four hundred K. What was, if you looked at last week's lines, Fez, what was one of the shockers? What was like, oh, this is sharp because it doesn't make sense public wise? Well, Denver going down to four and a half against the Chargers. Okay, I agree. That was a sign of, hey, this is a winless team. Chargers are so beat up. Okay, who else? Um, Tampa. Plus three against the Saints. Tampa dropping all the way from four down to three. Uh, And forget the drop. Just at game time, or even it was Friday night when when you forced us to play one of our losers. I did. I insisted upon it. Well, no, you didn't. But still. I had them rated. That was my number one rated game, I think. I know. I know. I didn't want to mention it. So here's (laughs) here's what I would say. Is now? Did you you didn't have that on your late or your late releases? Did you? I did. At three? Yes. Horrendous. Like what were you thinking? You know, it was a case, RJ, where I work with a bunch of guys that are winning betters in the NFL, uh-huh. and literally but the NFL you originate. Most I do. Of your handicap- okay, I do. So you're blaming the faceless, nameless friends. The faceless, nameless friends, basically. <laughs> Brad, why are you laughing off mic? I don't know. This is <laughs> That's just fun. this is just it, 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 it's incomprehensible. They all, and this is never the case. They all were on Tampa. <laughs> Completely the wrong side. I mean, could you really think three? Could you really think three was the, like, that was the bad number that it had to be one and a half? Expensive lesson. How'd you do, how's your season going on with the late telephone stuff? Um, I haven't broken out with the late telephone stuff. I can tell you I'm right around. Maybe not broken out. How, how's your premium picks doing? Yeah, they're right around 60% for the NFL. So that's excellent. Yes. So not that had... Tampa wasn't excellent. Tampa no, was listen. garbage. Yeah, true enough. Whew. So anyway, 
So we're now going to ignore the fact that the wise guys really like Tampa? Mm. All right. That's good. They good almost point. beat the or they dominate the Rams. Or let's just say when you're a 10-point dog early in the week and you win yeah. in a game where it was back and forth, but boy, it does seem like Tampa should have won that game, right? Yeah, it was not a fluke. So, and there, I mean, some people think the Rams are the best team in the NFC still. I still have them the best team. All right, so they go in, beat the best team in the NFC. The market then says the next week, but it's not, the public wasn't pounding Tampa Bay. No way. No way. And, I mean, isn't that two real signals? Mm. And then you got little hand Allen, I call him. Tiny hands. <laughs> Flipper. Nine and three eighths inches. Flipper. <laughs> wow. Flipper. <laughs> I mean, think yeah. about it. Yeah. I mean, you'd almost want to like pull your hand yeah. back if you tried to shake yeah. it because you didn't want the clammy little tiny Mr. Burns hands. Wow. And how many? What's this fumble situation? Fumbled. First off, Brad, you even know his fumble situation. Yeah, six fumbles, three games. What? Six fumbles? <laughs> yeah. Two a game? Yeah. So one in the first half. Like if he only has one in the first half, he's like, "Whoo, he's he's only yeah. on pace. We're fine." Yeah, they've overcome him. <laughs> I, that that's the point, that's, isn't it? Uh, yeah. What's been their real impressive wins? At Houston is okay. pretty impressive. Now, did that feel like? I don't know. Houston's so hit or miss. That's true. I mean, but still, they they were sometimes they're a hit. So I mean, give them credit. Okay. And then Jacksonville, but Jacksonville at home? Yeah, not very impressive. They did what they should have done. Well, let's think about this a second. This is interesting. Carolina and Jacksonville game in Carolina line was three and a half. Three, three to three and a half. Yes. So three point two five. Yes. Okay, so Carolina, a smidge better. Now, Jacksonville is hosting the Saints. Yep. Now, we know that the betting market thinks Tampa's better than the Saints because the Saints have a three-and-a-half to four-point home field, right, Fez? Yes. And your line that you thought was uh, way too much was three. Okay, so they're saying Tampa plus one, I think it's fair to say, right? Okay. So Tampa's one point better than the Saints. Now, the Saints are going to Jacksonville, and Jacksonville's minus one. Yep. Yes. So they're saying, again, we can say Jacksonville has less of a home field. Let's just keep it simple here. Mm. Damn it. Yeah, right? So now, what did you conclude? Well, right now, the market (laughs) thinks that, I mean, if you're just using, yeah, two and a half points different the other way, if you're just going off those lines. Tampa Bay should be two and a half. And the line is Carolina two and a half. Yes. So it's five points off. Five points off. <sighs> yep. <laughs> oh, my gosh. This is the green button. Yeah, it is. And it's for the best it's bet. it's the best bet. It's yeah. for a nickel. Yep. I'll let you buy out a 200 of it. No, for... heck no. So you like it still? <laughs> flipper? I, fli- I like Flipper. <laughs> I think well, Paul, Paul Hogan was in you that see, movie. Do you, do, do you need me to connect the dots on that, Fez? Yes. Do it for us, Brad. Okay, so, I mean, right now, we'll just take the – you conclude that last week Carolina was considered a half point better oh, than Oh, no, I, under, I understood the dots. I didn't understand the flipper reference. Because <laughs> he's got small hands. He's like – Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. Fez, man. But what I'm, so now that we look at yeah. comparing these lines, what do you think? It's a concern. Uh, 
Come on. What do you think? Yeah. I mean, I mean, what you're saying is you're bu- right now the market is, 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 I mean, would you be surprised considering unless there's been a total reevaluation? Now, I get people are going to say, well, wait a minute. Carolina won the game. Tampa Bay didn't. Okay. Move it a half. I mean, I don't think either. I mean, we know that it was a seven point game in Carolina, right? Jacksonville mm-hmm. had the ball late. You know, some desperate. And Carolina was actually up one, at running out the clock, and they broke a long run to get up eight. Yeah, so let's yeah, so let's call it a, a win, but nothing more. A nice, you know, close win. And the Saints, you could make the case were even more impressive. But you know, what was the what was the margin? Twenty two, I believe. Oh, the Saints won by twenty two. No, they won oh, no, by seven. I, I'm, I'm sorry, I mixed up my games. Okay, so yeah, I, 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 we always do. I mean, we, anyone does that, but okay. So nice win, but now was that a game? Do you think seven's fair? Or do you think it should have been more? Should have been more. It was up. They were up double digits the whole second half, and then backdoor got it to seven very late. Okay, that's fair. So let's give it even a point. So let's say it's a point and a half adjustment net net away from my logic. So still, Brad, we're looking at it being off. Three and a half points? Yes. Yeah. Now, is there anything that's an advantage on this trip for Carolina? They were at home. Tampa was on the road. That's probably worth a little something. Physical. It was a big emotional game in Tampa. But in a weird way, I am a fan of Bruce Arians. Like, I think he's a good coach. So I don't think he's going to just, like, you know, like let the team craft the bed. Agreed. I mean, I'm not saying they couldn't lose big. I'm just saying I don't think it's going to be like a flat spot. Yeah. Because this is division. And the, the whole rivalry thing, it's like if anything. But if fake Fezzik came up, wouldn't fake Fezzik say there'd be a big bounce back for Tampa, a team that's emerging, a team that feels like they're really good? And, I mean, let's look at what, what is fo- football outsiders are saying these are pretty even, right? Yeah, even teams. Carolina, I think, 15, Tampa Bay, 16. All right, so... Now, the question is, if we believe, and I think we do, that Flipper's better than what Cam was, and you've got those bad Cam games. So I just wonder how good Flipper is. <laughs> I mean, with these fumbles, they, uh, I like my spot. All right. My handicap is much simpler, and I doubt there'll be anyone with the guts to disagree. Fez, I'm trying. I mean, I'm, I'm trying to taunt you right now. I don't know if you're picking up on it. I've got Minnesota. Now we're only at three, so some of the what, what would you call the market? Three point two five. Three point one five. Really? Take a gander. Now here's my logic, and let's give some credit where credits due. Three point one, a little more than three. Okay, so let's give some credit where credits due. Straight out of Vegas, our announcer we like to call him he's the guy that can pronounce all the tough words (laughs) i need that he is a sports guy he thinks about his bright guy and he said you know i read something about kirk cousins once and i'm going to tweet actually i'm going to tweet out this article because it's from like four or five years ago and it's fascinating because once you read this article i'm going to tweet it his twitter handle is at rj in vegas he talks about Cousins being, I don't want to diagnose from a distance. I'm not, a, even professionals aren't supposed to, but like some type of compulsive, you know, I don't know if it's a diagnosable thing or just he's very organized, but it was like, 
you know, it was like go to the bathroom at one thirty eight, <laughs> you know, wash hands twenty eight times, you know, like Nicholson kind of stuff in uh as good as it gets. Yep. You didn't see that, did you, Russ? I did not. Highly recommend that one. That's a good one. So yeah, that's good. Now this could have been mistaken because what's the book been, Fez? The book on Cousins has been, oh, the bright lights, he melts. Can't win the big game. Andy, Andy Dalton style, yes. And then I thought, wait a minute. If this article is saying this, and Jonas's theory was maybe it's routine. Maybe being out of his routine is problematic. And we did the study. And uh, a new researcher of ours, and we have a lot of uh, optimism, Mackenzie Rivers, he did the work at my behest. Kind of like remember fake Fezzik was was doing everything at Fezzik's behest. <laughs> yeah. It was interesting. He was he was and, it, and contract stipulations oh, in I mean, the middle it, of the podcast. It seems like that in a way fake Fezzik wants to he he thinks that the real Fezzik's soft in a way. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And it's like he kind of gets mad that he has to take the heat. Sometimes where it's like Fezzik says something he doesn't agree with, but he has to defend it. But you could always tell that he doesn't really believe it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's, uh, it's fascinating. Here's the numbers. Forget a, uh, straight up. ATS, Kirk Cousins, career, 1 o'clock games, 1 o'clock Eastern starts. 63% ATS against the spread. 30, 17, one push. 30 and 17. All other games, not 1 o'clock. 9 and 20 ATS, 31%. Now, you might say, RJ, there's a correlation between those non-1 o'clock starts and the TV games. Yeah, but they're not all of them. So we're going to actually break down for next week and look and say, well, I guess we could even find out if it was a TV game. And I was going to say the quality of the opposition. Yeah. Was it a national TV game? And... If, unless it's shocking that, oh, my gosh, they do horrible against the good teams but, you know, are still winning against the bad teams, then it invalidates our point. I think these numbers are so extreme, it's almost impossible for that to be the case. And thus, we're going to find out it's about the 1 o'clock start. Oh, let me see. Yes, 1 o'clock. Mm. I feel good about Cousins. Fez, what, what do you think? Can you – I mean, I guess until we – get the final piece of data. We don't want to be too excited. But what we know is this isn't a big TV game, right? I mean, it, I, I mean, it's, again, all the NFL games are on TV, right? And even if it's like a C, I'm not sure what it is, but is it a part of the Key Fox doubleheader? I mean, I guess it's not even out yet, is it? Maybe we can look, uh, Brad. We don't want to have to play the bumbling music. <laughs> when, when Fez tries to crank up, that can be... Do you do you get the the little rat on the wheel? Like, do you like poke him with a stick, or how do you get that computer going, Fez? Yeah, I was not a computer science major. You know, and, and here's the other thing, and we predicted. And let's give Fez some credit. You had the Eagles. I know it was a line move and all that, but you came in strong with the Eagles on Friday, and I wasn't even thinking about the Eagles. Nice, easy win. But what did we say last week? We said, well, one the under forty seven. That came in sweet, right? And, boy, that was a funny line move, wasn't it? Address that real quick, where uh, Darnold out, 
The total moved like four Total's points. Like Forty six and a half comes down to forty three exactly. So you We're, would think, okay, that's all theory in theory off points off of the Jets. So you would think the spread moves the same. Yeah, but the spread just moved from thirteen and a half to like fourteen and a quarter. Fourteen and a half, no further. It's weird, wasn't it? I mean, key number, but it really was. And then you know, if you watch Falk play in that game. It was a minor miracle that the Jets got a touchdown. I mean, they absolutely could not move the ball at all. And a big part of it is that Falk is just, he does not belong in the NFL. Yeah, he, yeah he's not. I was listening to FAN. Uh, they said not a professional quarterback. <laughs> it's fair to say. What did you see, Brett? Yeah, it is part of the Fox doubleheader. That, uh, the Eagles, what, Vikings. What percentage of the country is getting it? Because any game, I mean, is it listed first on the list of the games? Yeah. Okay. But again, I mean, the Vikings are the Vikings. They're going to be on a lot of TV games. It, this feels like a lesser game for sure on when it comes to the bright lights of the TV. And the fact that the Vikings are home, I think there's a little makes it a lot easier in terms of the yeah, discomfort but but, level. But, but we're coming in with fantasy. I mean, now you're going away from our trend, right? We can look at that, but there's not enough games yeah. really, right? So maybe, but we got numbers here, right? right. By the way, to speak of the Jets. <laughs> this is fascinating. Falk had a passer rating of 30. And I can't remember, was it 29 or 39? Uh, with the, If you just spike the ball every time. I thought it was like 36. Yeah, it's something <laughs> yeah. close to that. And this is actually what Baker Mayfield was under, is if you spike the ball every time, you have a pass rating better than Baker had and pretty much what Falk had. Because you can have turnovers, you know, obviously interceptions and stuff. Did you get any sense of the percentage of the country? No, it's not out yet. It looks like it comes out tomorrow. Here's what I know about Falk. He can't throw. Well, what's the Eagles' weakness on defense? Secondary. So in a way, it was like, okay, here's a guy or a team that can't exploit this like massively exploitable problem, and thus it looks like, oh, maybe they're getting healthier. But really, objectively, they're not the Eagles' defense. Correct, because anybody can stop the Jets right now. And the last, if if you've watched the Jets, what is I think the last three games they've uh, been un, unable their offense to score a touchdown. They with Falk, they've just been terrible. So now it's like, well, Darby's still out. Other injuries. Malik Jackson's out for the season, fast. You don't have to have it every week, but <laughs> but he was a he was the big free agent signing, right from Jacksonville. Yeah. So to me. Minnesota, and let's be honest, Fez, you got scared. You're like, ah, that Thielen, he was causing trouble. I don't like disruptive people. You make me money. And I said, well, how good of a coach is Zimmer? The best ATS coach during his era, right? So I felt good. Now, don't they build upon that? Don't they look to pass? Aren't they excited? Isn't the whole team excited thinking this is the se- – where's the Eagles secondary rank? Oh, it's still bottom, bottom five? League. Yeah, bottom league. So it's like here we're at home, Super Bowl champs not that long ago. I think Who beat maybe, them in that NFC championship game, embarrassed them. Good point. After the Minnesota Miracle, yep. right? So that's a great point. Captain from the Super Bowl, ooh, that's a good one. So to me, I mean, it's obvious now you say it, but again, there's yeah. so many moving parts. It's what Brad does exactly really well in the NFL. You see, in a weird way, he doesn't have as much ambition as in you're not looking for the big grand theory, you, you grind out the shit that really matters. So I love it. I think it's the perfect setup. I love the three. 
thoughts, Wes? Yeah, I agree. And frankly, I'm worried about the Philly offense as well, Deshaun. Well, don't be worried. We want them to stink. <laughs> yes. Well, they might stink. Deshaun Jackson, uh, number two wide receiver, is really important to Wentz. He is doubtful. I'm not so sure he's going to play. I do know Darren Sproles, who is a um, Swiss Army knife, really can help that offense. He's not going to play. And if you watch that Jets game, you say, oh, Philly got 31 points. You know, that offense was fine. They got under 300 yards, but since Falk basically spiked the ball three straight times and they punted, that's why Philly was able to get to 31 points, including a pick six touchdown. And we always talk about almost every week, Minnesota Mike Zimmer has these trends, these great ATS records. I got one for you here, RJ. Non-division home favorite. How's Mike Zimmer in his career? 18-2, and two, two pushes as well. 18-2 and two against the spread. Non-division home favorite. Wow. And the logic there is... You're not as familiar. This is the opposite logic, the other side of the Quinn out of conference. Unfamiliar yeah. even more so than, let's say, in NFC but out of division. And you got a game plan from that lack of knowledge base. It's hard to get it done in a week. Yep. Zimmer's an elite coach. That, that's strong. That's a big number. Yep. Ooh, dog. Does anyone want to bet? Like push your green button? <laughs> All right. No. I think this one's going to be, unless the line goes down to two and a half as it's on the card. I think it's a virtual lock. All right, next, and we're going to go rotation order with vigor and passion. Ravens, Bengals, Ravens 11. Fez, you got to lean here. Yeah, I lean to the Bengals here plus the 11. You know, this is a rare letdown division spot for Baltimore. Think about it, division game, that's always a big game, right? Well, maybe not so much for Baltimore here because they just played Cleveland and they just played Pittsburgh, and those are two really important divisional games versus playing the very lowly Bengals. And because of that, I'm concerned about Baltimore. I am also concerned about Baltimore in that Lamar Jackson played the Bengals last year. So I feel that when he has— Different coaches. Different coaches, but because the Bengals saw him— It's the Bengals. It is the it is the Bengals. I'll get to that. I will get to that. But just the mere fact. The fact you're not leading with it is the problem. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me go ahead and talk about it being the Bengals. If you watch. Well, make your case about Lamar Jackson. Oh, did, well, we all saw with the Chargers where, where Baltimore beat the Chargers last year, right? And then the Chargers got to see him again. And, we're, and that Charger defense. But that was the same year, right? It was the same year. I mean, are you in a position to really critique the X's and O's in a way to say, like, how different they are than they were last year? I am not. Yes, I'm skeptical. I mean, plus Harbaugh's such a better coach. If he know, if he did some things and he knows how an average or below average coach is going to respond, he's going to exploit that. I'm not anxious. I mean, I know this. Defense is more about intensity. Would you agree? Effort. Yes. And how bad has the Baltimore defense been? It's been awful. So are they so bad that Cincinnati will be able to, like, you know, go up and down the field. No, because the Bengals' offense has been awful. So now the question becomes how intense as a bigger favorite, 11 and a half, is Baltimore going to be? Well, the fact that their defense is that bad, I think Harbaugh is going to be fanatically intense. See it as, as an opportunity to um, reassert that defense that's struggling. Yeah, or elite. Yeah, I mean, I think, I think he probably knows it's bad, so he wants to at least get some, you know, some kind of momentum. So I don't want to lay 11 and a half. Again, do we know the Bengals are trying to win? You're always quick to talk about teams tanking. What have we seen from the Bengals that feels like they're like in a desperate, like we're doing flea flickers, we're doing reverses? 
Well, I they did play a fine game against Buffalo. They almost won in Buffalo. Okay, but did they play a nor? I'm not saying they're throwing games. I'm saying was there any sense of desperation? Was there any sense of like I? Let's give Tomlin credit, though. I mean, listen, you get your quarterback knocked out, losing overtime. Eh, it's hard to complain too much against your rival. But I still remember this game. It was the first play Antonio Brown ever had in his career. And I, I like to think of the old Antonio. I, I forget about the new one. It's a selective amnesia. And to me, I, I'll never forget. Big Ben was suspended. I think it was the first game or the second game of the season. And Brown, I heard a lot of good talk in camp and everything. Fifth round pick, right? Or sixth, was it? Sixth round. And they come out, Tennessee kicks off. It's in Tennessee. They had Hainsworth at the time. You know, this was a good Tennessee team. Remember, they were like 13-3 and three one year? Mm, yep. Steelers, first time I remember seeing it in a decade, did a reverse on the, you know, like an old school reverse on the kickoff. Antonio right around the end, whew, right down the sidelines, touchdown. That's Tomlin saying we got to take some chances. We got to do something. What, where's that from the Bengals? It's like, let's line up. Have Andy Dalton go back, look a little ridiculous, you know, like kick <laughs> the dirt. They, they did run the ball nine straight times with Mixon on their opening drive against Arizona. They said, we want to try to keep the lowest variance game possible <laughs> <laughs> against the clearly superior team. So let me ask you, this Cincinnati coach, the rumor I heard, and I'm not saying it's true, is he once spent a night at McVeigh's house? Now, apparently, it was an Airbnb type deal, but still, I mean, what's the what's the pedigree? I mean, he was the quarterbacks coach for McVeigh last year. Okay, quarterbacks coach for the Dolphins. Other than that, not much. Was the Dolphins was before that? So yeah. that was under the the genius, the the Jets coach, Gase. Yeah, Gase. Yep. Hmm. And that's it. That's pretty Never much had coach. Well, he's so young. I mean, he's got hardly anything. He was playing college football just a, you know, a little bit ago. He's my age. Well, dude, you're almost 40. Let's not go crazy. <laughs> How old is he? 36. So he's playing college football like 15 years oh, ago. Geez. I mean, do you try to like when you – What? <laughs> let me ask you a serious question. We'll make this quick. What is the youngest – like if you met a girl – and you didn't know her age. And she wasn't like one of those real young looking ones where, you, you know, they can be, you know, 21 and look, you know, real, you know, like they're 15. And again, I'm not, you know, if they're 21, they're 21. But let's say it's a normal looking girl. At what age, if you heard her age, would you say, well, then I just can't, you know, not out of ethics as much? Because what's the ethics if it's an adult, right? It's about, oh, they're incompatible. You know, they're just, or would 18 just be fine? Oh, uh, no, I'm... I'm not the good guy to ask this because I've always liked older women. Really? Yeah. So it's like a mama's thing. Like you, you're trying to replace your mom. <laughs> well, now I'm getting to that age where it's not as attractive anymore. <laughs> now I want to go the other way. You know what's funny? There's a great line. It's a forgotten movie. It's called Family Business. And it's Sean Connery. Yeah. Do you know this movie? Mm-mm. And Dustin Hoffman, Matthew Broderick, Broderick and it's um, maybe 86, 87. Connery's the grandfather. Hoffman's the father. You know, Matthew. Matty B, I call him. <laughs> Speaking of Matt, we were going through before the show the, the accounting. And I'm like, Brad's winning. And I'm like, I'm about even. Fez is about even. 
And I'm like, well, Brad's up like, and we look down and it says, Matt Holt minus $900. <laughs> I mean, he texted me. I don't know if he's trying to pay me off with uh, G2E free passes, <laughs> but <laughs> it's 900 bucks. He's gone. No talk. You know, hmm, you know what we should do? Let's not say a word and see how long it is. And every week we'll talk about it. And listen, out there, don't tell them on Twitter. Right? Anyone that tells them on Twitter, <laughs> you're ruining it. What's your over-under, Fez? Three and a half weeks. Over. Well, if I could guarantee no one tells them mm. on Twitter, Brad? Over, I'll take I'd that. go three yeah. and a half years. <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> I mean, yeah. actually, Maddie's pretty good. I mean, he'll he'll be the type to come in and really lay it out first. But he he's always got an excuse. You and him have a lot in common, actually. I like that, Maddie. <laughs> anyway, I don't see how you bet Cincinnati here, especially if you watch that Arizona game closely. Hey, it looks like it was a coin flip, right, RJ? They overtime could have gone either way. Well, Arizona was up fourteen points. Late in that fourth quarter, it was really a miracle that since he even got it to overtime. So, Fez, you were – let's look at this then. So, Arizona, if we look at the quarter split, they scored uh, – they had uh, three, 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 and 14. And then if you look at Cincinnati – huh. That's uh, okay, yeah, let me see here. One second. No, Arizona scored seven, six. So, 13 in the first, 13 in the second. Scored 26. Cincinnati scored six in the first and 17 in the second. So all that talk about Arizona in the second half and Cincy in the first, you lost. I did. Why didn't you bring it up? Yeah. I, I mean, we were waiting. I, just, I, mean, I, just I, I thought we'd wait. Effectively, yes. <laughs> but, but what I'm saying is, is that, like, were you withholding it, like trying yeah. to hide it? Yeah, what is withholding Arizona has been absolutely horrendous in the first half. And I said, I'm going to blindly bet against Arizona in the first half and play their opponent. And I went down in flames with the Bengals last week, minus two and a half. Like, if a guy at 7-Eleven came up to you and said, hey, this umpire, you know, is over seven of the last eight games, I'm thinking about betting my mortgage on it. What would you say? It's just get random. Away from, get, get away from me. Random noise. <laughs> Proletariat. So what was different about this? Because I'm still convinced that Arizona's offense is such that it's going to be more effective in the second half when defense is tired because of their frantic pace of play. And does it seem like the Bengals are a well-conditioned team to you? No. And it didn't work with them? Was there some work. Was there some play in the second half if only they had caught it? No. <laughs> All right. Anything else? Nope. Next game. Baker and the Browns at home, home dog against Seattle. You got a teaser, Faz. Let me guess. Huh. I think you like the Browns teasing it. I am going to tease Cleveland from plus two up to plus eight. You know, the look at line on this game was actually the Browns minus two. And now we flip it around and Cleveland. Just to be clear, is this a pure advantage teaser? And now you're going to handicap the game anyway? Or do you like... Cleveland, and this is the best way to get at it's, it. It's a pure advantage teaser. All right, so why? So what's the handicap? I mean, there. Is, so you're even on the game. You're a pass on the game. Yes. Not even an opinion. Not even an opinion. So, guys, that's an important point. Some of you, that might sound weird. Wait, you're betting the Browns, but you don't like the Browns? At minus 110? I mean, where do you still play advantage teasers without liking the game? At minus 110? 
minus one fifteen on an advantage teaser. Okay, so let's be clear about that. If you're laying twenty, you gotta like it. Yes. But you don't like the Browns. You think this line's right? I think the line is right. But so give me a pro side on each side. Um, positive on each. Well, I think it's an overcorrection to the fact that Cleveland looked so bad in their last game that Cleveland was obviously minus two. Now they're plus two, and they were minus two where on the look at? on the look ahead line. Okay. They were minus two and a half on Monday, like an hour before the kickoff on Monday Night Football. That's good. Yeah, so I get it. Cleveland certainly underperformed. So why not like Cleveland? I'm concerned that Cleveland with Kitchens just is going to make bad coaching decisions, specifically little things like Beckham. The last two games, Beckham's gotten two catches for under 30 yards. Well, Belichick would just say, if you asked him, well, if the defense, uh, you know, allows it and it makes optimal does, sense. Does he say whale? Like whale? <laughs> we'll throw it to Beckham if it makes sense. You know, whereas That's I, your Belichick? I can't do a Belichick. Then why try? I'm not trying. Then why do an affected voice? I'm just going back to Fezzik here. <laughs> and I think Freddie Kitchens could well be one of those coaches that's influenced by his superstar and will force the ball to Beckham, and that may be contrary to what is the right strategy to try to win the game. Yeah, you must have been at the top of your f***ing class. <laughs> so you're saying you're not batting the Browns? You, you, Browns are on the no-bat list. The Browns, Unless Kitchens gets fired. The Browns are a team I'm going to look to avoid playing against the against but it the seems like if there's any time to play him it's now it would appear to be do you be think a, seattle's overrated underrated or properly rated i think seattle's slightly overrated i think they're massively overrated brad let's go down the games you mind yeah. all right so you think seattle's slightly overrated and at this number well what's your power rating say i've got it right here rj Bear with me. You get the games? Yep. Uh, let's go through them. Cincinnati. Uh, Seahawks are nine and a half point favorite, win by one. Okay. Now, get out game by like 200 yards. What we know about Cincinnati is, <laughs> all right, go ahead. Yep. Pittsburgh, they win by two. Okay. And that's the game Big Ben went out. Yep. Devastation. I mean, an ear is over. Yep. They win by two. Okay. Saints at home, they're favored. They lose the game outright by six. <laughs> Teddy. Teddy. <laughs> Oh, turtles, turtles. Okay. Yeah. Arizona on the road. They're favored by five and a half. They win by 17. Listen, nice win. All right. But come on. This is one of the five worst teams, right? Yep. And then catching the Rams short week uh, traveling Thursday. Seattle was a one and a half point home favorite win by one. Sort of lost. One of the best home fields in the NFL, right, Faz? Yes. Thursday. I mean, it's the, it's the spot of spots. It was. So if anything, you got downgrade them after that, right? Yes. Okay, so where's the win that we're impressed by? Because right now, Seattle, I mean, think about it. What was the Rams when they came in here? Well, I guess the Browns got uh, really banged up, and the line went up. But the oh, you know, like come Wednesday, the line was like two and a half, right, or three, right, when the Rams were in Cleveland? Yes, and yeah. then closed four and a half, right. Yeah, but it was, the injuries is what drove. Exactly. So yeah. they're not injured like that now, right? The Browns. They are not. They've gotten some half their secondary back. I mean, what's the line for you, Seattle, and the Rams on a neutral? Rams minus two and a half. Okay. I guess it's been weeks, and, I mean, Browns probably get downgraded since then, though they did win that Baltimore game. This just feel. I mean, to me, what – this just feels like – I don't know. 
I'm like you. It's the Kitchens thing. I just think he's getting out cooked. But how did they win? That Baltimore game is what throws me. How did they dominate ball? It's one thing to win a game, but they dominated them, right? Yeah, 500 yards of offense. Chubb ran all over them. So if this game were in Seattle, now this is fascinating. How, who do you have, San Fran or Seattle, better? I have San Fran better. Okay. So San Fran was at home off a of bye three and a half against the Browns Monday night. That was the lineup until Saturday, mm, right? Yes. Okay. So Browns a half a point worse than San Fran. Now, you're saying San Fran's better than Seattle. Yes. Seattle is saying they are five and a half points. Oh, wait, four and a half points better. How, I mean, what the H is going on? Right? How much do you downgrade the how much did you downgrade the, the Browns? Down point and a half. All right, point and a half. And how much did you how much better is, is San Fran than Seattle? One point better. All right. So it's like this is this line seems to be off by three or four yeah. points or three points, right? Yeah, and I just don't trust kitchens. Did you make like the the monster bet? I know you had San Fran. But did you make like the biggest bet of the year? No, I, I bet him good. You I know. know, I know you bet him. Why? I mean, like if you so dislike the Browns, wouldn't you just love San Fran at three and a half? Like, or was it what you saw on Monday night just reinforced it? I mean, it had to reinforce it, but did it really cause you a major like, oh my, this is really bad? No, yeah. I thought it was a really bad spot also for Cleveland. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Which is another reason to pound the heck out is. In hindsight, my biggest mistake, because the way I did the handicap on SOV on that Monday night game, it was like, you know, me and Colin actually had a crossfire or whatever. Yeah. Mm. But, you know, it, it was like there was nothing on the other side. I, I it mean, wasn't. It, it was like, and you know that the Brown, uh, but boy, when a team's love like this without a pedigree, the, the market will turn on them. It feels like they've turned on them here. I just wish I knew more about coaching to understand what Freddie Kitchen's limitations are. Because obviously, again, some teams he's fine. Uh, what do you think, Brad? Can I push back a little bit on the teaser, Fez? Sure. And I don't disagree that Cleveland doesn't seem like that they're not the value spot here, but what I've seen from Cleveland, very high variance. These are mm-hmm. the, the margins from the spread in Cleveland's game so far this year. First game, they fall 35.5 points short of expectation. Second game, Cleveland exceeded expectations by 13 and a half points third game they fall short by three and a half okay but then the last two games cleveland exceeds expectations by 22 and then fell short the fell short of expectations by 23 35 and a half 13 and a half 22 23 this team's pretty high variance fez i'm concerned playing teasers with this team yeah i think it's a valid concern certainly when you look at that and how far away it's been from the line um that is absolutely not what you want. You want a consistent team, obviously, when you're betting teasers. Say that again. Ideally, when you tease a team, you'd love for them to have most of their results be close to the point spread, low variance. When you see a team like Cleveland that's like winning big as an underdog and and getting blown out as a favorite, that's certainly a concern. Is that going to continue going forward? So you just said nothing. Like you're saying you're batting the Browns, on the teaser, Brad just came in with a great point, a borderline in dreams, and your response is, you're correct. 
end of my response. Well, I have to rethink my teaser recommendation. You, you, you say that. I'm saying I, I, Brad brings up. Uh, 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 like, say it. What do you think? Brad brings up a tremendous point. And as, as disparate as Cleveland has been away from the spread, I am rethinking the teaser that I recommend. Who, who are you teasing with? Arizona. Who do they got? They're hosting Atlanta. Oh, it's another one right up through. Right. So if I want to press the button, what, what's your lay price? I'll lay my $1.15. You know what's funny? Oh, wait. I'm eating. Uh-oh. Everyone's going to get mad. Here's what's just mind-blowing. I would be willing to bet the Browns on the line and still press the button. Yeah. Because I, 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 you know what I would love? Fade the Browns on a teaser, and I guess effectively it's the same thing. Or I guess I would want to play them on a, a pleaser and fade them on a teaser. Because I think this is as high. I mean, is there any team higher variance? Hey, Fez, when you were uh, sitting there repeating a lot what I said, <laughs> I went ahead and uh, queried this up. This is a 10-point teaser with the Browns. They're hitting only 60% on a 10-point teaser. NFL average, nearly 80%. High variance, Browns. You know, I am discouraged. I got to tell you, I can, I come in, I'm like, I'm I'm really doing my best to like come up with really good bets. You and, do realize blindly playing every two and a half point dog through seven isn't necessarily a, a product of a lot of work. I, I agree, you're doing a lot of work. This was not my best work, gentlemen, and I would like to retract. I, I know I can't retract the bet that you're going to win against me, but I don't um, know we're going to win. I just think we got a good bet. Well, I mean, hey, Brad, listen, no, no mercy. That's our. All right, so he's got six hundred. One mistake, he walks in. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this is just uh, blood in the water. It, 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 I mean, listen, it's the way we are. We want to when someone comes in a little weakened, we want to knock them out. You know, there's an important lesson here, though. This, I'll, I'll go ahead and say it. This is lazy betting by me because it's like, oh, I see a plus two and a half, a home dog, and a line that moved, and I feel like. Hmm, maybe an overcorrection to the line. Oh, I'll just tease it up to plus eight without going and doing the heavy lifting on it. Well, listen, you got a lot of responsibilities. In a way, we're doing a dis. And, and I think this is important to say quickly. It, it, it should be okay for Faz or anyone to say, I don't have a great feel for this game. Give a thought or two. Because if you try to have something really insightful in every game, it, it's just not, you're going to start reaching. Right? And. I'd rather have seven or eight great concepts than 12. Even if you have the seven and eight great ones in there, it gets mightied by the other ones, right? So I think if you pull out your best stuff, as it's as good as anyone. And, and you know, I think, as, uh, as I said before, I think you're the best public NFL guy. And maybe, maybe, maybe old RJ's coming up, nipping at the butt, at the heels. You know, maybe next year we should do like a $10,000 heads up. You know, we like we can each have our own super con. Like we'll do go into the classic, and that will be the one that we're going heads up, and then we'll do a combo together on this on the gold. I love it. Yeah, I'm not. I don't love it because I think I should be probably plus one ten. <laughs> so if I was like, hey, I'll do it. I'll do plus one ten. So we'll 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 see. Let's just say we'll see. And I might like uh. Like take away the the weather guy from you. I'll just start pulling away your resources. I'll find out. <laughs> I'll have like a 
a private investigator, research who you're trading with, and just come in with an offer they can't refuse. Uh-huh. You know, a quick weather weather guy story. Every time I'm watching a game and like the rain is pouring down or the wind is is sweeping across the field and he hasn't told me, I text him. I'm like, "What's going on in Boise tonight?" Like you should know every single weather situation in every league across the board. So really what you're saying is, you know you're being unreasonable and you take joy in it. Yes. <laughs> I drink your milkshake. I drink it up. Texans Chiefs Chiefs only a four-point favorite. Four and a half, I think, in the Super Contest. Double pass in this game. So let's not try to force a pick. How fast are the injuries, Mahomes, specifically being handled by the market? Yeah, so market look at line on this game was eight and a half. And you mentioned it, RJ, all the way down to four. A uh, lot going on here. Mahomes, not just once but twice, re-aggravated that ankle injury he had from week one. Obviously, he was compromised against Indianapolis, especially in the fourth quarter. He simply was not himself after starting 13 for 17 for over 150 yards. Struggled the rest of the evening. So he's the most important Are injury here. Are you struggling here. to breathe? I'm getting older. <laughs> Do you hear him? He's going, Dude, take a breath. Go. Yeah. So Mahomes' ankle is the number one injury that we're concerned about. We're also concerned about the wide receivers. Now, Tyreek Hill's been out since early in the year, but the number two wide receiver, Sammy Watkins, was went ahead and got hurt last game. He's questionable for this game as well. And so the feeling is, as far as the X's and O's, that uh, Kansas City, without these guys, the defenses can play man-to-man. I know that Indianapolis was able to do this and that the – offense for Kansas City is not clicking because they're missing those two top wide receivers and it gives the defense the option of playing man-to-man defense. And you mentioned not clicking. That was the first time the Chiefs in the last game against the Colts held below 25 points in 23 games. 23 games, 25 or more. Typically, I'll say this, typically I would love the Chiefs in this spot. You got a team off the biggest upset loss so far of the young NFL season and you got uh, they're playing an opponent, Houston off their second biggest scoring output offensively in franchise history. They put up 53. Typically, I'd love the Chiefs here, but I, I'm worried about the injury, so I'm scared. I passed. One more key injury here. The um, two linemen for the Chiefs are questionable, Jones and Okafer. And this is really important because how do you beat Houston? You beat Houston with the pass rush. Think about it. Watson's incredible, but they can't protect him. So we saw that last week when Atlanta, zero sacks, couldn't get to him. Houston goes ahead and puts up a 50 spot on Atlanta. So I would make the case that a pass rush is critical to stopping the Houston offense. And this is a little off topic, but Deshaun Watson, to me, when he finally got some pass protection, how good is Deshaun Watson? Could he be a top five NFL quarterback? We're talking he had as many touchdown passes as incompletions last week, and a lot of it had to do the fact he wasn't on his back for the first time. I just don't understand when Houston blocks and when they don't, mm. right? Because they usually don't. <laughs> yeah, but the theory was they made that, you know, Godfather type offer for Tunzel, and then they looked bad in some games right after it. Then they changed up the right side of the line. They look great. Then we end up getting sucked into playing them. They look horrible. So Carolina, right? Yep. Yes. Sit sack six times. Freaking flipper. <laughs> <laughs> Freaking. And I refuse to 
be a fool. Here's where I think we might be doing a disservice, and maybe not if we don't understand it. And if we don't, we got to figure it out. You guys are pretty much code for saying, I'm going to spend a while talking about these injuries. I'm not going to really, I'm going to throw the word questionable out without really saying that questionable is 75% to play, right? I thought 50%. Is it? Well, let's look it up. I don't know. You thought, so you're throwing the words around without knowing it. Yeah, maybe I'm thinking probable. Probable, 75, 80%. But it's not 75 to 80. It's a number. Like the NFL comes out and says, here's the number, right? Now, you can profile the teams, and and there are guys that do that because there are teams that probable never play. Or, I'm sorry, uh, or doubtful never plays. Other teams, you know. So I think one of our projects in the offseason needs to be either doing it ourselves or getting someone in who understands the injuries not so much predicting if the guys are going to play, because there's people online, uh, Twitter guys that do that, but rather, what's the real loss here? Because, I mean, Fred, you're rattling stuff off, and sometimes you'll play on the team, sometimes you'll play off the team. And I get it. You've got your rhyme or reason, but we got to codify it. Anything on that? Yeah, I looked it up, and in ter- since 2018, in fact, when players have been listed as questionable, you were right, RJ. It's been 78% of those players wound, have wound up playing the last two years. But I think um, the mistake was it, that isn't what they say is the projection. But like you said, is, is the probable is almost like the guys, you know, woke up on the wrong side of the bed kind yeah. of thing. Right. But then when Gurley's hurt, we don't hear about it. Yeah. So I think we just got to do better. Let's set a goal to do better with the injuries. I, I'll think this, Faz, when you feel like there's cluster injuries and you fade a team, that's probably one of your highest win percentages. Yeah. So you've got a good feel for it. We just got to codify it, codify Yeah, and I think it's an example, and you've said this many times, that one plus one does not equal two when you've got cluster injuries and the team is compromised in that one position. And oftentimes, if there's no big names, the market undervalues it. You're listening to R.J. Bell's Dream Preview. Now back to R.J. Bell's Dream Preview. Next up, Saints, Jags. Proven I got a good bet against Brad. Jags, one and a half. Hey, one and a half. Brad, let's let you speak. No, Fez, you actually like this one. We'll start with you. Yeah, I like Jacksonville here, and it's all about Teddy Bridgewater. And I know Bridgewater played a great game. His actual numbers against Tampa Bay, nine yards per attempt, QBR of 80. But I still firmly believe, I look back at his history, and the three games before, he didn't break 6.6 for yards per attempt. NFL average is seven and a half, QBR 12, 64, 22. The Saints have been playing really good ball. Bridgewater has not. Bridgewater had one really good game at home against Tampa Bay. He's going to have to do it again before I believe in him. What's their record? Four and one. What's their record with Bridgewater? Three and zero. Oh. Better than with Breeze. Yes. Okay. So, is it just flukes? Because, or is there something beyond looking at yards per attempt? Because. That I get it. I mean, there's a lot of advanced metrics. Oh, air yardage, and he had two passes over, blah, blah, blah. Okay, they're winning. This is a guy that they thought they were going to – he thought he might lose his leg on the way after that horrific injury. And now 
he was offered, the story goes, reported, allegedly, the, the Dolphins starting job, right? Yep. And he said, nah. Now, was that, I, I've speculated, was he scared of starting? Doesn't seem like it. I mean, he wasn't back yet. And you think the Saints are paying him a bunch of money for nothing? And who's one of, I mean, Sean Payton's certainly one of the top three or four quarterback coaches in the league, right? Yes. Do you find it coincidental that he's, his last game's his best game? You, I mean, obviously, if you're waiting, you wait the last game, right? Yes. And wouldn't you think, you know, one of the things I said that makes me not like Flipper is the fact that Carolina saw him play a really good game, as good as any of his games so far this year in Week 17, right? Mm-hmm. And what did they do, Brad, in the draft? They still went ahead and drafted a quarterback in the third round, Will Greer from West Virginia. And that's a high, you know, that's a high pick if you've got a backup you're happy with. It's yep. one thing if you're drafting for a backup. You're drafting for the guy that's going to be on the taxi squad or whatever. They, or you think that Flipper's going to be on the taxi squad, mm-hmm. right? Yep. So in a way, the organization is telling us something about what they think. Doesn't mean they're always right, but who knows better, right? Well, what is the organization telling us about Bridgewater, the Saints, an organization you can trust, I think, more than most, a quarterback especially? That they believe in him. And in his most recent games, his best. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. And it's I know you have an affinity, we'll call it, a, uh, <laughs> a predilection. Predilection. <laughs> you familiar with that? No. Look it up. For Minshew. The stash, yes. <laughs> In fact, Brad, RJ calls me. It's the it's the end game of, of the Jacksonville game last week. And the stash is pressured and throws just a wobbly duck that uh, Hail Mary. It looked like a high school, like an eighth grader had to go in for in a high school game. And RJ is like, Fez, I don't know why you love this guy. He throws like a girl. <laughs> Jeez. What, I love it. Uh, predilection, a preference or special liking for something. <laughs> a bias in favor of something. I think the first part's more... <laughs> A special liking, a strange, yeah. secret, <laughs> special. <laughs> Women weaken legs. Or something. So, so here's the question. I got to almost press the button. Do you want me to? Go ahead. Boy, did, boy, if I was a bat on the river, I'd be all in. <laughs> Snap call. Who do you like in this one, Brad? You lean the same. Yeah, I Make lean the, the case. Yeah, for me, it's I'm not buying the stash here. I, I have more confidence actually in Teddy Bridgewater. And you look at the teams they played at Seattle, Dallas, Tampa Bay. I mean, those are legit teams. Nothing phony there. And do I trust Jacksonville against an unfamiliar opponent in, in New Orleans? Well, I, I can tell you this: Jacksonville has not been good against NFC teams since 2012. 5-21 and 21 against the spread. They failed to cover by 7.5 points per game. Can you do it real quick? So how long has this coach been there? I, I'm always like to look at it with the coaches because if it comes in strong, I'm going green. Hey, Sleep, by the way, as Brad's looking that up, when, when, he, when Fez goes, the stash, the stash, make sure we grab that. Got it. <laughs> Did that sound right to you? Oh, yeah. <laughs> you mean for comedy? Yes. <laughs> Yeah, I, I've decided if if the Brad, you got the numbers. If it comes in that Fez is wrong, 
Or or if it comes in where Jacksonville struggles even under the current coach. Yeah, so Doug Marone's been there since 2017 against NFC opponents, 2-7 and seven against the spread, minus 9 points per game against expectation. And what you do when you have an advantage is press it. Oh, Brad's yeah, coming I up, in. I upgraded. Yes. Yeah. We are going to put him in the poorhouse. How great would he be if he comes in and goes, guys, guys, I don't know how we're going to handle this, but uh, my wife said I can't bet anymore. That well, w- that happened. You couldn't, He couldn't bet you last year. Yeah. Yeah. Smart. She's smart. He's going to go bet more on Green <laughs> Bay. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. All right. Next game. It's funny that Brad's coming in like like he's acting like a, a shark against Fez in the NFL. And so you're only picking five games. This is like your super contest. Should be easy. Eagles. Vi- oh, this was mine. No one pressed the green button on me. <laughs> Curious. Oh, ho, ho, Dolphins. <laughs> yeah. This line surprises me. Three and a half. The Redskins are favored of the road by three and a half, right? You like it. Yeah, I'll take the Dolphins here coming off a bye. They've had two weeks to, for everyone to say, hey, you're off to your wor- the worst start in NFL history, getting outscored by 34 points per game, outgained by 250 yards per game. I just can't trust a Washington team. Fez, where are the, where are the Redskins at in your power rankings? Second worst team? Second worst team. Second worst team on the road laying more than a field goal. I agree with you, RJ. I just looked at the line and said that it just doesn't make sense to me. I'll take the Dolphins here plus the three and a half. I passed the game. I did want to ask RJ. You know, we talk about NFL tanking, and it, for the most part, you bring up the excellent point that it's NFL teams aren't NBA teams. They want to win. They're looking to play to win. This is this game is kind of the playoff game for who's going to get the number one draft pick whoa, right whoa, now. Whoa, 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 The Bengals. They're in the mix. They're in the mix. Yeah, winless. But these are the two favorites. I don't know. I mean, how much better do you have Washington than the ba- or worse, Washington than the Bengals? Washington, two points worse. I'd take Washington plus mm. two any day. I personally think, now, am I right? This is Callahan's, the, the guy was with the Raiders. Yeah, and Nebraska. Old school. Yes. Power running advocate. I'm not so sure that's a bad. I mean, Colt McCoy starting? We don't know. So it could be anybody. Hasn't, so, started, hasn't batting, so, Brad, here's what I will offer you a proposition. Get, yeah. you, get you some action against me. Okay. Ugh. If I'll make a conditional bat, I'll take Washington. If Colt, at the current line, I'll take this bat. Number. If Colt McCoy is the quarterback. Don't want a part of that. Because I see what you're getting. I mean, th- that's a that's a low variance. I, I, I could have said anything. I could have no, said no, the no. opposite. Well, no. If uh, it was Haskins or Keenum, I knew what you're getting at. I was like, you know, if Colt McCoy starts here, old school coach. So how much better do you think McCoy is than Keenum? That's a good point. May a half point. Okay. Here's what I'll do. Let's reverse it. I'll take the action, and it only gets nullified if it's Haskins. Keenum's, okay. Keenum's fine, too. All right. <laughs> I'd rather can him. 
I mean, Cole McCoy, you got some dream. He's like the – I remember when Buddy Bubby Brisk, Brister was quarterback. Bubby Brister reference. Yeah. And, but, but then the guy, it was – what was it? Mark Malone. And, again, Mark Malone I did years of radio with, you know, at Weekly Hit. Nice guy. We used to talk Steelers. Great mm-hmm. guy. He wasn't a great NFL quarterback. I think he would – I don't know what he would have meant, but I think any objective person would say Malone's there, Bobby Brister, Bobby Brister. And then when Bobby came in, the guy on the, you know, the old saying, the most popular guy in town? Backup quarterback. Backup quarterback. What in the F has Colt McCoy ever done? What's his lifetime QBR? Let's just look that up. Lifetime QBR against Case Keenum. And oh, by the way, coming off of what, a 12-month recovery on a broken leg. So somehow I'm thinking he's a little tender down there. I mean, so will he ever get back to where, I mean, what you saw, and I do think you kind of mitigate what Colt did as in he, you know, it was a late decision, right? They didn't even decide he was going to start till midweek or later, right? That's correct. So he didn't get all the snaps. I, I think however bad he looked last week, but I think this coaching change has to be a sense of relief. I mean, quoting again from the show Billions, Blackjack said, if you don't like the the way the table's set, you tip it over. <laughs> right? And it feels like that bringing in an old school guy, he'll he'll you, you don't think he'll uh, bench guy? I mean, I, I, I think as much as over the long term you can't really rough ride over these millennials, I think that for a handful of games, maybe. Where we got, Brad? We don't have a career average with QBR, but you'll like Well, this. just look at past. All right, whatever yeah. you want to look at. His best year ever at QBR. Rookie season, Cleveland, 2010, 52.8. Every single quarterback rating since then below that. So he's a below average quarterback. Yes. And what's Keenum's? Let's just run, like, just run down. The, and we know he had the great year a couple mm-hmm. years ago. Let's, call, let's even throw that out. I'm, I'm just going to try to benefit you guys. And let's not forget, this is Colt McCoy compromised. By the way, Keenum this year was 13th in QBR the last time I looked. And I don't think he's even quarterback since. So, you know, some others might have Yeah, moved. he started. He amazingly had two really good games to start uh, the year. What do you mean amazingly? How bad was All this talk of how bad he was bad for the big contract. Just read. Starting from his rookie season. Nah, let's go backwards. Okay, 46. Well, so 46 is this year. This year, yep. And uh, that seems weird. He was like 13. All right, let's see. Where's he ranked? But let's 22nd. Start. Okay. All right. 46, 45, 73, 38, mm. 35, 39, Ooh. 49. Let's not throw out that one year, I don't think. <laughs> but let's just say this. They seem about even. I think I, I think even, So I got the bet I wanted. Yes, and even throwing out the year, I think that Keenum's numbers were better than McCoy's numbers. Well, I don't know. You're saying hey, let's just say it yeah. doesn't matter. Yeah. We got a bet. Yeah. You want to jump? Fats, why don't you jump in? Now, I got a prop bet for you. Go. All right. We're going to go. We're going to take Callahan, interim head coach, at his word. I believe him when he says, we got to get back to the fundamentals. We got to run the ball. I think we're going to look at Adrian Peterson. Should be right around 45 rush yards. And think about this, guys. You've got a Washington team that's 0-5. What have they been in the second half? They've been behind. They've had to throw the ball. They could be ahead in this game. They're favored to win this game. Because of that, probably more touches on the ground. I'll go AP over 45. Did you hear when he goes, he was started talking, he goes, oh, like uh, he caught his throat at one point, but somehow it was like his, it was his last breath on earth, perhaps? I didn't. 
I thought it was But won't they take that as a sign of weakness? It is a sign of weakness. <laughs> That's perfect. <laughs> That's an outtake from The Godfather. An Godfather outtake. 1? Mm, yeah. Wow. Michael's going like they're explaining, you know, Godfather, Vito's saying this is what we do. And Michael says, won't they take that as a sign <laughs> of weakness? It is a sign of weakness. <laughs> That's the old school. He, he admit it when you're weak. Fez is trying to act like you don't have some terminal disease, do you? <laughs> <laughs> Not that I'm aware. <laughs> you know what'd be funny? <laughs> I mean, this isn't funny, but it is. Yeah, it's funny. <laughs> there was an old school handicap. He was well regarded way back. Mike Lee. I mean, he wrote a few books, you know. And then he had like a little mini thing where he had, you know, I don't know if it was wife or whoever it was, but there was someone in that office, it might be one or two others part-time, you know? And when I just started out in the business, I was doing some stuff with him with a free picks thing I was doing. Not, you know, nice guy, nice people. So Mike Lee dies, you know, he was older, but unexpectedly. For like six or seven years, they sold the friends of Mike Lee. So it was like Mike Lee bestowed upon them his. <laughs> I think it was longer than that. His his brilliant <laughs> handicapping, and again at the at the time he was fine, and they you know and then finally the well ran dry and it all you know they closed the office down and yeah I don't know. He's a janitor at a high school. <laughs> Has to take the bus to work every day. Brad, why'd you press that? <laughs> I mean, he's a you're. Hey, Fez, tell the story. I mean, Brad's been really banging on you. Tell the story about Brad today on the radio. I'm drawing a blank here. Oh, my goodness. Well, we're going to get to it. I will mention the next game. We got a crossfire. Well, first off, we don't have a crossfire at three. I don't take Oh, okay. Numbers. Fair enough. So, I mean, you've got a, you know, but, yeah. what is the current line, Fez? Like the three point whatever. Rams, 49ers. 3.2. Now, somehow you didn't look at the screen. How'd you know? Because you did it like an hour ago. Yeah, I just looked at it. It couldn't have moved. Is that what you bet? You typically just say, give me what the line, I think it was an hour ago. (laughs) I'm going to place an order. You'd think something would be up on the screen. Like If anything, you'd think something would just be. It's never, ever the first screen. How could that statistically be? 3.18. All right, so here's what I'll do. No VIG. I'll take plus 110. So you're just moving at 10 cents for yep, me. You got it. You don't want this. I can tell. I just can tell. No, you no, don't no. Want I do. I, I do. All right. I'll let you go first. Okay. And, well, first, let me mention the straight out of Vegas, what happened. So we're, uh, we'll do this. It's part of my handicap, though. All right. Let's see if it triggers something. Okay. Listen close. So what happened was. You know, with the San Francisco 49ers. So a lot of great numbers out there about the 49ers. Defensively, DVOA has them really high up there. Here's another thing that they've been really good at so far. San Francisco's number one in the NFL in rushing so far this season. But there's a couple key injuries that's probably going to get overlooked in the marketplace for San Francisco. Number one injury for them. San Francisco has the highest paid fullback in the NFL. He's one of the best fullbacks in the league. Kyle Jusick out, got hurt late in the game against Cleveland, a game that obviously San Francisco had a lot of uh, success running the football. He's out for four to six weeks. On top of that, one of San Francisco's best offensive linemen, Fez, should be triggering something that happened during the show. No? 
he's also hurt. He's going to be out four to six weeks. So if you're betting the Rams, a couple key injuries, pumping the fist here for betting the Rams because of those injuries, I'm going to look to take advantage of it. I like the Rams here. Slave, jump on the mic. Slave will give a deadpan of what happened. I have no idea what you guys are even talking about. You don't remember how there's... Now I remember. Oh, Brad pumping his fist about the injury where he was, like, all excited, yeah. You know, we should put him on mic more, I think. (laughs) (laughs) You know what's funny? Sleepy is, like, a... I don't want to say, like, Rain Man type, but, like, a Rain Man type when it comes to, like, audio. Like... He'll sit there and you'll look at him. You'll wonder if he even knows, you know, what planet he's on or does he even care what planet. Like, so that's the thing about sleep. He just has his own internal scorecard. A lot of people are like, I want to have this or that. Or I want this person to think this of me. No, nah, he doesn't care. Guy was in the Marines and the Army. It wasn't tough enough. The Army's I'm going to go to the Marines. <laughs> and you got to respect it. Oh, yeah. But he goes through life sometimes. you got to wonder what he's thinking. Then, out of nowhere, he says something. We're counting cards. And boom. <laughs> and it's like, wow. Like, let's be candid, bro. How often does anyone tell me anything on radio or pod that I'm like, oh, great point. I've missed it. Never happens. Now, you are great. Like, boy, you could be a great producer. Not a good. I, well, I think you'd start good. I think you could be great if that's what you did. You're talented in this even more. But. But it's usually you come up with good ideas of topics, angles, no big macro. Like, we should do more than Sleepy won't say anything for three days and just say something. It's, it's, you know, Silent Bob style. Boom. It's like, wow, he's got a good point there, doesn't he? (laughs) Silent Bob style. That's very good. But he doesn't. Somehow, physician heal thyself on the (laughs) ring. When he's on the mic, it's like, you know, like he's, (laughs) you you know what I want, Sleep? Next week, I want you to critique how you did telling that story on air. I think I could have did better, but I had a Cheeto in my mouth. Well, because you apparently are feeding constantly. I think (laughs) (laughs) it's funny. Last year we were celebrating the SOV. Fez had a bunch of uh, uh, comps left that were expiring September 18th. So we go to Benihana, right? One of the great lines ever on The Sopranos. Christopher was low man, which meant whoever the least... Uh, I guess seniority was amongst the made guys. If you go out with 10 of them, Christopher had to pay for everyone. Every time. And the theory is eventually you're not low, man, and you benefit now for the next 30 years, right? So Christopher was getting worked out because Polly's ordering lobsters or whatever. So finally Christopher goes to Tony and said, I can't take this anymore, blah, 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 blah. Tony said, you know how tough I had it when Richie Aprile and blah, blah, blah. They go, they killed me a Benny Hannes. He goes, <laughs> they killed me a Benny Hannes. So Fez, generous as all get out. We had Steve Cofield down celebrating the show. Lobster trot. I mean, you know, it didn't matter. It was calmed. I think I ordered one and just threw it. No, I wouldn't waste good food. I'd take it home. Sleepy comes down and goes, oh, maybe I'll take a salad. You know, he take a little, they have a little iceberg with like some thousand island port on it. <laughs> and then he had like eight bites of something and he got my stomach, I can't eat. I don't need a lot anymore. Here he's eating Doritos by the bag. I mean, it's almost like Mr. Ed. You think you put a string on in the bag and just put it back. I mean, what's going on? What's causing this change? Do you have, do you have like some type of... Inti- Tapeworm. Yeah. <laughs> 
I don't know. My stomach's been acting up. I thought the same thing. Maybe a tapeworm. <laughs> and your response to an acting up stomach is to eat more? Well, if it's hungry, you got to feed it. <laughs> oh, sleep. <laughs> He's a champ. I like him. <laughs> All right, so where are we at? Oh, you gave your... Uh, mine's easy. The Rams are not better than the 49ers. Whoever thinks they are is crazy. Fez, who you got better? I got the Rams, my number three team, 49ers four. So Rams better. How much better? Point and a half. Well, why don't you jump in? Why don't, why don't you? No, nah, it's okay. What? Don't you trust your power reading? That's a starting point to every Okay, handicap. then what, what's your additional handicap? You got to be in with me. The situational spot, the, 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 the injuries. The, the situation is really good. How so? Well, you got the the Thursday team playing the Monday night football team, so you got the ten day rest versus the six day rest. Okay, and how much is that worth? I'm not exactly sure. I'd say half a point. Mm-hmm. And you're just wild guess. It's a guess. Based on what? It's just a guess. So meaningless. Meaningless. Go ahead. I also think that. So what's the home field for the Rams? Rams are two and a half. All right. No, that certainly doesn't get you up to three. It gets you up to 2.75. Go ahead. I think if there's one team that really will benefit from 10 days off, it's the Rams. Because oh, wait. So we're going back to the same thing. So wait a minute. Well, Gur- no, Hold no. on. How long did Gurley have off between the Super Bowl and week one? <laughs> uh, six months. Mm-hmm. Six and a half do- months. How's he doing? He's platooning. Mm-hmm. He's getting a little. But this over extra couple days is going to make the difference. Come on, I mean, just say sorry about that, everyone. Sorry about that, everyone. Go ahead. Scratch the girly. Yeah, it's true. Boy, Brad's doing eighty calculations trying to find something. Yeah, I got nothing. Yeah. So what did it say? Well, I was trying. What did it say? Fifty percent. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. What's next? <laughs> well, when I look at the stats, and you know, I love the numeric stats. You've talked about how the 49ers are this unbelievably tremendous team. No, I'm not. Just football outsiders. Yes. And and my numbers agree. I mean, they're number two in the NFL in yards per play. Why, are you, why are you choking back your words when you agree with me? I agree with you. And Dallas is number one. Well, that, that's, that's only because Dallas had some ridiculous run-up in yards in the second half against Green Bay. Otherwise, San Fran would be number one in yards per play. Brian, why don't we reference football outsiders? Where's San Fran? Now, what I can tell you is that San Fran is the sixth best team after five, four games in 30 years. So I'm guessing they're two this year. No, they're one right now. They're ahead of the New England. Yes. And where's the Rams? 17. Hmm. And they're laying more. Hmm. A lot of quiet. Like We should just let the ambiance sit. <laughs> what do you think, Fez? Jump on it. Jump on him, buddy. I think you're in trouble, Brad. Jump on him. No, 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 thank you. Why? Be fake, I, Fez. I think I got the duct tape on my shoes here. And, and what's the duct tape? The duct tape is, oh, you You know. think all it takes is counting the days from the last game? Mm-hmm. You do. You think that's that, all it takes? That's the duct tape. I know. Yeah. And that's what you're thinking. You want to double up, Brad? Do six? No, 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 no. <laughs> Boy, I, it's getting easier. I mean, I don't understand how anyone can like the Rams here. 
are we sure the Rams are even? I mean, like that number, that 16 or whatever, what was it? 17. Are we sure that that's not right? Like, what have they done? Apparently, you just told me how bad Tampa Bay is. Like, where's the Rams' impressive win? They don't really have. What was the assumption last year? At Carolina. Yeah, and again, it was, I mean, but Cam was Cam at that point, right? And he's right. still playing bad. So what else? I mean, Saints when Breeze went out, that's nothing. And it's not only that he was out; it was it was a it was an unexpected. Like he could be out for the year type. That it's like the Big Ben thing. Yeah, Browns on Sunday Night Football, which the Browns ha- had massive injuries. And let's be clear. McVay's a hell of a coach schematically. People, I, I I can't judge people. I respect. Say this guy, you know, one of the top two or three, Freddie Kitchens. If you're ever going to be scared, be scared against McVay. Then you add in decimated D backs, yep. line steamed. So they still won. They exceeded expectation, but it's not like a wow win. And when Cleveland was on the five yard line, if you asked me who do I want. Rams minus four and a half or Cleveland plus four and a half. I'd say Cleveland without blinking. So, you know, coin flip. All right. So I don't get it. Now, you might say, oh, short sample. But isn't the assumption from last year that Gurley and his ability to be literally the best runner in the league, that was the – it wasn't even a real debate, was it? No, like not – midpoint last year, right? Zeke was in it. Your new guy wasn't quite emerged yet from Carolina. <laughs> McCaffrey. McCaffrey, yeah. McCaffrey, yes. And it was, oh, it's the hard play action. If you look at golf on third and 10 and more, he's average, right? Wasn't that what we were saying? Or I was saying then you were parroting it after? Yes. Okay. (laughs) Yes. So they don't have a good running game. The O-line was ranked, I think it was at one point in the last week or two, last on pro football focus. But – I think bottom third of the league at minimum, right? Yes, it's been a huge regression. How, how's Donald doing? He did. He he's had a great double game. Teamed, he right? had a great game, and then he disappeared. And I don't know why he's disappeared. He's getting double teamed. Yeah. So now, who else is picking up the slack? How's that defense, Brad? <laughs> Not good. So what? It, I mean, you must be so skeptical of the Forty Nine. I am. Now, obviously, football outsiders, you got to respect, right? So yes. what? What's your pitch? I mean, who have really the 49ers played? Cleveland, Pittsburgh, Cincinnati, Tampa Bay? I just, I haven't seen them. So it's play. back to not appreciating Tampa Bay. Yeah, it is. Ooh, you're tying it in. So I mean, it's I, interesting. I'm either right or I'm going to be double wrong on Tampa Bay. You, you know, one, one, one thing about the 49ers, if they clock Pittsburgh, like they really should have. I know you hate it when I do this. No, but I do think this is a game where it was 250 yards. It was like three turnovers. I don't mind if you use the stats. I don't want to hear about where the stats are wrong. Mm-hmm. That's what you do. There should have been another interception. Ugh. And and I can tell you, as as a guy who live wagers throughout Sunday, I literally had big bets on the 49ers to win the game on the money line after they got behind. And the entire second half, and I'm not an emotional guy, I'm like, Jesus Christ, how could they turn it over again? It's like they kept blowing it again and again and again, and yet they still found a way to win. And let's be honest, you're sometimes emotional. I love Jimmy G. Yeah. <laughs> All right. We I can't, bet. You know, not enough to bet me. I tell you this. I'm kind of interested that you're trying to bait him. That's interesting. So why won't you take my six? Oh, I just. Uh, yeah. It's funny. It's the same bet, but I got him yeah. so intimidated. Yeah. <laughs> Falcons, Cardinals. Oh, 
Oh, Uncle Dave Ashton. And remember, guys, he's been winning since Moses wore short pants. He likes this game. Oh, Fez, this is interesting. He's got part of your teaser here. It's This is part of your teaser. So remind us, your teaser is Arizona. Yes. So you're hoping Uncle Dave has Arizona. I am. Let's listen. Arizona Cardinals plus two and a half over the Falcons. You have to have a running game and or a defense to win. Atlanta has neither. They've run the ball percentage-wise less than anyone. They're next to last defensively in points per play and points per game, and they're 30th in opponents' third down conversions. And they've allowed the most touchdowns to wide receivers in the league, so it's also a matchup issue here. With all that, there was zero chance of me backing the Falcons on the road where they're 5-16 and 16 against the spread the last three years. They're one of the most penalized teams. They're next to last in turnover margin. So I think the Dan Quinn experiment should have been over last year. It could be over this week. Arizona burned me earlier this year. That's no reason to write them off. I'm betting on the Cardinals to get their second win on Sunday. Okay, got agreement. I don't like that. But remember, I auto-bet. I back, I'm cross-betting Dave. I back Dave. Dave and my bankroll... Same as my bank, you know, same as my picks. Well, yeah, I, I tell you this, going into the liquid market, I take Dave over me any day against you two. I mean, you know, I don't want to say it necessarily. <laughs> Give us your handicap. Kyler Murray finally starting to run the ball. Wouldn't it be funny if he goes, Kyler Murray is short. <laughs> so... I've been surprised by this. He only had 18 carries the first four weeks of the season, and I think that was a big part of why Arizona was struggling on offense. And what do we know about a mobile quarterback so difficult to defend in the NFL? And then against the Bengals, 10 carries, 93 yards, and he was actively looking to run the ball, and I think that was a big reason why Arizona had success, not just in the second half, but throughout the game against the Bengals. I think it adds another dynamic for Arizona, and I think Arizona is undervalued as long as Kyler Murray continues to run the ball. But like how that. sustainable? We're talking this isn't six foot five, two fifty Cam Newton who still got beat up. We're talking about five foot eight, hundred and eighty five pounds soaking wet Kyler Murray. I mean, I get it maybe for this game, but that can't be the game to, plan for the whole season. We just need to cash the ticket this week. If he winds up on the IR and we cash our ticket, that's fine. And then prior to this is a couple weeks ago and I'll have to look it up, but he was on pace. Hold on. What'd you just say? We just got to cash your ticket this week. We want him to run as much as possible. But you said something else. I said if he winds up on the RR later on in the year, it's not our problem. <laughs> Slavy, <laughs> Tag it. You know what's funny? It could be where there could be like a – if I put a montage of his heartless quotes together, you could – I if I – you would be hilarious. If I Facebook targeted, and I don't do, I'm not a Facebook guy, and we don't do any Facebook business really, but you can target literally into a complex, is my understanding. We could target everyone on Facebook and Fezzik's rich mansion complex. Now, is there a guarded gate with your complex? Yes. Oh, my God. Armed guard? Not armed. Oh, you sure? <laughs> there is a rover. What does that mean? There's like, a... Like a guard that like just kind of so like, it's like navigates. The, it's like the president lives there. Navigates around the neighborhood, make sure no one's sneaking in. Wow. <laughs> Not, and when you say no one. You mean me. 
<laughs> you mean like someone from a farm I'm like outside? A look, of, I'm like looking uh, at Brad. <laughs> like if Brad tried to walk in with that unruly yeah. beard and it looks like he cut his own hair or maybe the yeah. mental institution cut it before he was released. <laughs> Some folks call it a slang blade. I call it a kiter blade. <laughs> Billy Bob Thornton style. <laughs> and with that Notre Dame hat that's just brown around the rim, just turned around. Like, you think he'd hide the brown part of the rim. You know, the backside is all sweat stained, but you turn it around. I do? Not that one, the Notre Dame one. Oh. You don't yeah. think? You've never seen it? No. Take a look at that All sweatband. Right. How long have you had that hat? This hat? The Notre Dame hat. Oh, I don't know. I think you got him confused. That you hat, got the little Irish that's on the other side? that bad? I'll have to look at it. How long have you had it? Less than a year. Oh, I've seen it every day I've ever, almost I've ever known <laughs> no. you. No, I think you're. I know which one you're thinking. Oh, okay, you let that one go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Which or one do you have a hat collection where you keep them and like? No, I gotta throw some out. But you keep some. Yeah, I do. <laughs> Could he get through the gate? Only if he called me. I had to be home. No way he could get through the gate. No. He couldn't just like by his appearance just say I belong here. No way. No way. <laughs> you could get through the gate, you know, but not Brad. <laughs> I'd have to dress up. Yeah. <laughs> or maybe show my picture with the rock. I've used that a few times. It's pretty effective, actually. <laughs> I guess it makes sense. Here we go. Tuition paid. That might be what I start saying when Fez hands me the money is tuition paid. <laughs> I like it. I like it. All right. Anything else in this game? Just that Atlanta defense. They lost their safety, Neal, and he was kind of he went out last year, and that was the beginning of the end for the Atlanta defense. How bad was Atlanta against Houston? Yeah, five touchdown passes given up, five forced incompletions. That's not good when you're giving up as many touchdowns as incompletions. So here's the question. When a coach, when a team is trending down, there's two, you know, often disparate responses. One is Oh, we're done. Get me out of here. Coach, get him out of here. And the other is, let's go, guys. Let's turn around. We've been embarrassed. Has Atlanta passed the point of no return? They may have. When you watch I the know game, they may when have. I That's watch, why the question's being When asked. I watch the game, I think it's happened because I, the body chemistry, it's just absolutely a, a lot of players. You even see Matt Ryan. He's just shaking his head after things go wrong. There's a motion penalty, and he's throwing his hands up. Bad body language. I'm a big fan of Mike Lombardi, his depth of knowledge. And, again, I'm a Belichick guy, so come on. And he, we, I was lucky enough the, with the wives to go to dinner with him last Easter. And he had his two Super Bowl rings on. And I got to take a picture with him. Now, actually, well, I didn't get to hold him, but with Heinz Ward at the Super Bowl, we did a pose where he had his two fists up with the two rings, and I had mine up empty. <laughs> so, but, I mean, you know, the guy knows his stuff. If you listen to the pod, a lot of joke, a lot of fun, but then he'll slide into some complicated stuff that if you listen close and listen every week, I've learned. It's his belief that the Pete Carroll-type defenses and that scheme and the four teams he says 
runs them predominantly. Seattle, obviously. Atlanta. Chargers. Jacksonville. If you look at them, let's say last year and this year, where the league has changed. Or, I mean, the league's just evolving so quickly. It used to take seven, eight years. Now it's like year and a half. The iterations. Would you agree with that, Fez? Yes. And as you get older, it's tougher, isn't it? Clearly. <laughs> Can't remember what just happened on the show today. <laughs> well, it's been a long day for you. Now, I do have a question, though. This is the most gray I've seen. Have you made – is it because of the – with me and the losses, you're struggling to buy the two bottles? Is it you decide you're just going to let it go? Because don't let it go. None, none of the above. The uh, the wife has been pressuring me to get the two bottles back, and she she's the one that actually puts it in, and we just haven't had the time to do it. Too busy. <laughs> Working. All right. <laughs> do it for us. Friday night. Cowboys, Jets. Cowboys, seven. Brad passes. Fez, you passed, what, like eight games? You're scared. You're running scared. What's making you pass this game? I have no idea how close to 100% Darnold is. So I've got a seven-point difference, 100% healthy Now, here's Darnold. the thing that makes me think he's more – he's healthier than you might think. There was real talk he might start to the point where the line, as we talked about, moved drastically when he – the market thought he had a real chance to start. Yes. Which means another week you think he'd be, be – you know – if if the, if it was last week and he started, I think you'd have to have a lot, not just because it was seven less days, but rather where it was in the expectations. It would have been early. Here it feels like it's a little late. Yes. And, you know, part of my concern is I talk to people who had mono and they're like, wow, this is like, re- this is lingering. No, wait me. a minute. You you did a survey of people that had, did you call everyone and ask, did you ever couple, have mono? A couple of my friends had had mono and they said, you know what? They but didn't not feel- your friends in high school. A couple guys I know. Now, because yeah. you're Steve Fezzik with RJ Bell and now they're friends with <laughs> And they actually got yes. kissed in high school. Yes. Uh- <laughs> Right? I see what you're getting. Yeah. And they, and they just said that it's, it can be. I mean, know, when Fez says, I talked to my friends, I had mono, it just perked my ears. Bottom line. That doesn't seem right. Fezzik MD has no idea how lingering the mono will be. And, well, no, we know that. And because of that, it's such an unknown I'm passing. I will say this. I did watch the entire game, Jets-Eagles, and I was very impressed by the Jets' defense, who played hard the entire game, and really for well, the most part. Well, let's look at the under then, because D- Darnold comes in, even if he's a hundred percent, he isn't all that good. He's probably overrated. If he's a little compromised, we like it more. And the Cowboys with Dak, I mean, let's be candid. If they have a bad first mm, twenty minutes of the game into the second quarter, I think it starts to be Dak starts feeling the heat. You know, I think I like that. I know. I like that, especially because of all the turnovers that Dallas had in the first half. And usually when a team has so many turnovers, what do they do? Yeah, we got to take care of the ball. Plus, Cowboys want to get the win. They're off two losses. Yep. They don't care about margin here. So I think, again, conservative on the road. I like it. What's the number? 43. Oh, I like 44. You want to give me 44, Brad? No, hell no. You like it? Yeah, I agree. No one cares. Oh, jeez. <laughs> How's the rock go? It doesn't matter. Okay, so like, do do it to me, but in a nice voice, so I don't get mad. Oh, you know, is that what you really think about this game? Well, RJ? here's the thing: it doesn't matter what you think. 
<laughs> that wasn't a nice voice. Yeah, I know. I'm sorry. Lucky we had a limiter on yeah, these I'm for, sorry. for kids thinking of having a podcast. <laughs> yeah. It's almost like Brad had some pen up, almost like hit me in the stomach, and it's like, ah, boom. <laughs> you gonna? We want to make it a bet? I like this under. All right. We'll decide. Maybe we'll put the ticket out. Anything else? Nope. Where you got Dallas 1-32, to Fez? Because, I mean, it really is a question now because those first three, you got them five. five. Now, do you feel somewhat redeemed because you took a lot of heat in week one? And people love – there is Team Fez. It's, listen, it's dissipating. It's fading. It's kind of like Albies. You ever hear of Albies? Albies. Look it up, Brad. We were Albies around you. Mm-mm. Albies, big boy. A lot of people have heard of big boy, but this is Albies. It was like the only place in the entire like 30-mile radius – it felt like a real restaurant where I grew up. And it was like one of these Denny's, but, it, you know, and it was it was big boy was outside with a gigantic hamburger, goofy look on his face. Yeah. And they had, what, what did they say? It was similar to big boy. You got to talk in the mic. It was similar to big boy. Yeah. And it was in the air. I don't, which area do they say it was in though? So they had like veal parmesan, you know, in my family, what? Uh, Northern West Virginia, Pennsylvania, Eastern Ohio. So that was it. It was like yes. a little circle. Yes. There was probably only like, what, 12 of them or something? It says 76. Oh, geez, that's a lot of them. Yeah, it was a, that's weird how there's just one little circle, right? Yeah. And I was so excited to get the veal parmesan. And then in hindsight, as I think, and even when I thought like at 18, it was like, like, I think they had a TV dinner in the back <laughs> and cooked up the veal parmesan oh, and just dumped geez. it out on the plate. Swanson's action. Yeah, and they had strawberry pie, though, which was really good. What I wouldn't do for an LB. Oh. You know, that reminds me of is Chi-Chi's. Because even when I was more I mature and went to you know Ohio State, so I was 18 or whatever, Chi-Chi's was the place. <laughs> One of the guys that works for me... Mark, and he he was uh, not my roommate, but on my floor my freshman year, Park Hall, floor eight. And he was a, he's always an eater. He made me look like a piker as an eater, right? And, like, he was, you know, 300 pounds. And I thought, okay, I'll look, you know, thin next to this dude. And he was a smart guy, and he's a smart guy, and he's worked for me all this time, like literally a couple years after college. And loyal and one time, let's just say I was in between girlfriends. And again, I, I've, you know, I've been luckier than you might think. Let's, you know, I, I'll say that. And I think luck has a lot to know. <laughs> but the fact of the matter is, we would go eat a big meal on Friday. Big meal on Saturday night, right? So on Friday, we say, you know what sounds good? Chi-Chi's. And we love the chimichanga. And on Saturday, we're like, what are we going to do for dinner? And I remember I said, uh, you know, this might seem weird. And I'm not saying I'm really strongly behind it, but I got a hankering for a chimichanga. <laughs> we went two straight days. <laughs> and I'm telling you, when we went, we went. <laughs> and Chi-Chi's, if you look it up, got pretty much shut down for like a salmonella outbreak. Like, you yeah. know, it was like 10 years later. You remember that? Oh, yeah. I thought it was the best eating ever, though. I did, too. My parents... <laughs> Oh, you loved it? Oh, yeah. My parents, this is the first time I ever drank margaritas. My parents would slip me. How old were you? I was way underage. They let me sip 
their margaritas. Have you ever been accused of doing something you didn't do? Well, it happened to me in Mexico City. Well, Chi-Chi's was not Mexico City. <laughs> no. All right. Next game. Jeez. <laughs> Titans. Broncos. Oh, that fake scoring thing you did. I don't even. That feels like the sting or something. Like it was past posted. I don't know. Something felt wrong about it. It was the only bet he hasn't been scared of me of in months. That scared me. I should have known. All right. Broncos minus two. Fez, you really, I mean, you got to have some leans, dude. I'll lean to Denver. I mean, because you realize if it's no vig, what a lean means? Yes. Then how could you possibly think the line's perfect every freaking game? I'm going to lean to Denver here, RJ, and here's why. I think Denver is going to have extra incentive in this home game. Denver's 0-2 at home, but they're not just 0-2. They're 0-2 with two gut-wrenching losses. I mean, the loss to the Bears when Trubisky brought them down the field and Denver lost on a roughing the passer penalty, which ultimately the Bears barely got into field goal range, and then the stash taking them down the field in the final seconds. So here's two. We talk about coin flip games. Here's two games that not only were coin flips, Denver was a clear favorite to win both of these games, and they bageled and went 0-2. They've got to be all-ended win this game. And let's be honest, the Oakland loss doesn't look so bad right exactly. now. Exactly. And the other loss, Green Bay, another team that's kind of overachieved expectations. So to me, I lean with Denver as well because I just think that they may be better than what we think. When you look at one and four record, a lot of people are saying the season's lost. I even saw some of their defenders were kind of saying, Ugh, another week. Last week, very impressive defensive performance against the Chargers outright win. And I'll say this about Tennessee. They, they, it seems like they've been disappointing at, at two and three. Here's a team that's benefited from the second best turnover margin in the NFL so far this year, plus six, and they're still two and three. So here's a Tennessee team that might be worse than what we think. Denver's better than what we think. I lean with the Broncos. Explain why turnovers is a bad thing, uh, or it a bad thing moving forward? Because a lot of it is luck. You know, and, and if you're plus six, it means you've been on the fortunate side of turnovers, and yet you're still two and three. And if you win the turnover battle, 77% of the time you cover. Yep. Does anyone like it, or is this just a lot of talk over no one wanting to bet? Just, I, a, just a lean. Just a lean. And the reason hey, being— Hey, I have— Craig, I heard I have a reason. Six, Jesus. Oh, the I reason bet. it's just a lean. <laughs> okay. Is I that— bet. That you're a wimp? Brad, I can be wimpy. <laughs> yeah. The Titans last week, Brad, you bring up a good point about the turnover margin, but the Titans missed not one. Not two. They missed four field goals in their seven-point loss. Now, let me see. Wait, three times four is 12. So if they make all four field goals, they win the game by five. So uh, Santos is looking for uh, employment somewhere else, and the Titans have a new field goal kicker. So wait a minute. So you're now co-opting another one of my presentation styles where you act like you're slowly calculating something? Yes. I, I always like it when you do that. So that means you keep appreciating it from afar. You don't like steal it. I would no. It's a sign of appreciation. No, 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 no. no? That's what people would steal say. No, <laughs> <laughs> I stole. I blatantly stole it. All right, so no one wants to bat me, huh? All right, so I like Tennessee. Here's why: another Lombardi. Tennessee's the easiest handicap, he says in the NFL. I might want to write this down, bro. Fez got his pen out already. <laughs> If they can run, they're going to be very competitive. If they can't run, they can't. They can't compete. They're one dimension, not multiple. 
So you look at the football outsiders against the run, which I love so much more than anything else, is count for everything. And right now, Denver against the run is 27th. Now, the only thing that caused me a little pause is I think Denver's motivation is hit or miss on defense when they're losing, especially. Maybe the win gets them into it. Or maybe it's the monkeys off our back. Who cares? Because there is a trend where if someone loses, and I, I got to look that up. I'll tweet this out at RJ in Vegas. That, and I'm just not sure if 0 and 4 qualifies. But at a certain point, once someone wins after being 0 for the next game, they're horrible. Because there's this just sense they have of a re- big party. Yeah. And, well, it's at least not going to go winless. Yeah. So, and they're out of it anyway. So, what are they really playing? Like, if there's any game, they're flat. It's that game. Hmm. This feels early for that. I'll look at the numbers. So, I'm a little uncertain, but I don't, I mean, Denver reputationally should stop the run, but the math says no. I like that. And I like the fact that Mariota, we talked about this last week, certainly looks as healthy as he's looked in a long time. I did watch the entire Buffalo game. Was Mariota, um, did he have issues in that game? Well, no, it was just the Buffalo defense was just really good in that game and got the stops, and then, of course, the Titans missed the field goals. So you you did, though, watch the whole game? The entire game, I did. So is that, I mean, it'd be funny if fake Fezzik was here to fill in the blanks of what he's saying. (laughs) Try that again, Fezzik. Just just say, hey, but do it nonchalantly. I did watch the entire game. Yeah. Guys, I watched the entire game on NFL Rewind, all 38 minutes. Please be aware that entire game means I worked very, very hard. And all you people out there for free, getting this stuff for free, you're lucky. Right, Fez? Yes. <laughs> Love fake Fez. <laughs> Even at real. <laughs> yeah, fake Fez keeps it real. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> Next game. All right, wait, we got only a couple left. No, that's it. That's it? Yeah. Well, we – hold on. One we more. Got a, we got a, one more. Where's your derivative best bet? You know, I'm going to give it on the uh, game that we just got done. All right, hold on. Wait a minute. So we got the derivative best bet left, and that's it. And we're going to do it in the game we just did. Have we talked Steelers Chargers? No, we're going to talk about that one. Too. All right, so just to be clear, Faz, this is a derivative, which you win even a higher rate on historically – because not as liquid, so correct. You're nodding on radio, yes, or podcast. Okay, or don't you? Do you or don't you? I win at a higher rate on these derivative. So, so why do you? Why did you say it like pulling teeth? I don't know. <laughs> Let me give you a hint. When I'm getting you hyped up, that's what you should go. Oh shucks, you know, and do it. You don't have to shoehorn in your ham-handed attempts. Let, you know, it's my job to – the audience trusts me because I'm so freaking hard on you. They're like, well, it's got to be true because it is true because I'm only hard because I want to get the best out of this guy as he's aging. You know what's funny? I got a feeling – I got a strong feeling that – because I'll say this all joking aside, everyone. Fez's effort at thinking about his information flow – the way he does things. Because let's be honest, in you know, 30, 40, 50 seconds, your brilliance, your, you, know, you came in Vegas, you moved here when? 2001. Okay. And in 2001, up until when would you say? 
your just natural ability. And again, you're very talented, but it was it just fit the marketplace. And not that you didn't do more than this, but it was like it was almost like if you put in 15 hours a week, you were still going to make a hundred and a half, right? Yeah, up to 2006. Okay, so 2006, and at that point, what is it that got tougher? I mean, the general market. What, what was the what was the the name of the Black Friday? The, the oh, the one with the, the real PASPA? estate. Was it PASPA? What? What? Oh, okay. So with the online books or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mean that that changed a lot in terms of the market. Just became so much more efficient and difficult. Right around 2006, when that happened. Now, just to be clear, at the time, was you, were you playing a lot of offshore betting? Yes. Waste management consultant. <laughs> so, but now, no way. No. I bet Waste in Vegas. management consultant. You're in waste management, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. So let's be candid. It's like the, you know, the girl is so beautiful. She can be a supermodel and not even wash her face at night. Gia. Great movie. It was uh, actually, oh, what's her name? The one that married Brad Pitt? Jennifer Aniston? No, he, he never. She may never married Brad Pitt. That's true. Uh, uh, Angelina Jolie. Yes, yes. Billy Bob Thornton. Yeah, and the blood vow is. It was like her first movie, and uh, let's just say a uh, very beautiful, but a great. I mean, great talent, and it was a perfect role for her. It's on HBO. Actually, did it. It's on HBO Go. Um, and then things got tougher, but still, you won two super contests after that. Yeah. So the so that was just just here's a brick. Here's a break of cash, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, the the contests, and those weren't the only contests that I won, just were oh, extremely well, lucrative. Shoehorn that in there, right? There you go. You got like a million dollars in winnings, right? I do. Is it a million or almost a million? 885. <laughs> all right, all right. In all the five boroughs, I'm known. I'm known all over the f-ing world. And let's be honest, you picked up some bad habits. No doubt. Because it came too easy to you. It really did because it wasn't like progressively getting better. What happened is that I ran better, kind of like a poker player that wins too many tournaments and just assumes, oh, I'm a great player, when the truth is I was probably— See, I disagree with that because I think winning the Super Contest certainly had an element of luck. You had to be there at the end, which is a massive skill. But to win both of them was fortunate. Yeah, and my end game was really good. Yeah, so you're saying— yeah, there's some luck, but I have more skill than most people could fathom. Is that code for what you just yeah, said? Yeah, exactly. Okay. So <laughs> he doesn't stop, does yeah. he? So here's the question. All that time you never met anyone that – that because you've often said, like, RJ, the way that you break me down. You know, like there was no one that would be like, you know, Fez, that doesn't make a ton of sense. No one. And then, then finally you meet me, and it was it like it's like it's a different species. Like, how did you reconcile it initially? It was a shock. <laughs> <laughs> and what happened? You know, I was thinking about that, like because I had people, you know, working for me and the like, and I was well, thinking, you still do. yeah, and I was like, they 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 say like first rate people hire other first rate people. Mm-hmm. And like second rate people oftentimes hire third rate people. <laughs> I'm thinking to myself, uh oh, maybe I was a second rate person with who I hired. Oh, well, listen. Didn't learn when from, didn't high, learn anything. Well, it's hard to learn. I mean, especially in the business where the thing about sports betters, most really good sports, good, not duct tape on the shoe guys, the good ones could have been successful at many things. Wouldn't you agree? Yes. Talent wise, intelligence. Acumen, 
they usually have, quite frankly, social uh, disorders. Sure. Interpersonal disorders. I mean, like, literally, they just can't get along. And, like, I'm a sweetheart compared to some of these Inability people. to cope with society's best practices. So what they say is, okay, I'll have a hard way to make an easy living in a way, just not to have to have a boss, not to have to have a nine-to-five kind of thing. Right. And you, and I really respect this, you were, and we've said this often, so we'll say it quick, a VP at Transamerica as an actuary in your 30s. Yes. Making what, 210? It goes up every year. Now How much was it? It was 160. But 160 in the 90, late 90s is pretty freaking yeah. good. Like, 160 wasn't much. All right, so... Right, Brad? I mean, how absurd 20 is that? years ago? Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. Really. When he's, you know, do, 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 going around like howdy doody. You know, the funny thing, I was taking like the blue line home. I would take public transit some. Oh, no time. one doubts you're cheap. Yeah. I mean, like you want, <laughs> I mean, you want the, you want the, the big vacations, the mansion, the yacht. You don't want to spend on no, something it's like. It's just convenient, you know, going down, commuting from downtown LA. It's a pain to drive. Exactly. <clears throat> You know, it's an interesting question, Brad. So when you, you know, we had a couple long phone conversations, but I don't, I don't think you really got the flavor of, of me as a host, let's say. No, not at all. So how, how was that experience as, as you, uh, <laughs> it's been an eye opener. I've, uh, I've, uh, and I'm not saying that in a bad way at all. It's just, I got to pick my game up. I, well, I tell you this, I, I would make, and I'm a big fan and, and I'll tell you why, kind of, you know, I'm. In my, you know, mid to late 40s, so I guess moving more towards late now. And, you know, my wife's nine years younger. And you think nine years younger, you know, I'm bright. I'm going to be ahead of the game, right? And it's like, you know, she works, you know, she runs part, you know, a big chunk of the office here. And is like, it's the opposite of what you'd expect when there's a wife. You know, often in our industry especially, there's a lot of wives that are manning the office. And the guys are just hoping that they don't cause more trouble than they solve. Like a net zero is fine, right? Wouldn't you agree, Fez? You know, I don't know if I should say what I'm thinking. No, don't say any people's names. No, I wasn't going to say oh. any names. I, I was just like, well, that's, a, that's eight hours that she's not spending any money. <laughs> yeah, well, you're paying her in theory, right? <laughs> but, I mean, it's, you know, uh, she, uh, she was in a, a top, you know, a top 25 law school. I mean, very talented. But the thing was... She was more mature than me in some ways, like with with uh, relationships, because I always kind of had my own way. And it was like I just got used to that. Right. And I was the only son in an Italian family, which is always treated the oldest. I was the oldest sibling, the only son that gets treated very well. And when you grow up in a small town, if you're talented, you're going to get a lot of attention, you know, good attention, and you get an ego. And obviously, I still have one, but I think now it is fun. I have fun with it, but also it's, and and I say this sincerely, is Fez, you know, to me, I don't know about you who you hired, but I all, I mean, think about it. When Malensky came on the market, I mean, it wasn't cheap. I said, whatever money we make, I'm going to learn enough from him, and. It was good because after the two years, it was like, and again, he had left and then he unfortunately had the an unrelated accident and, you know, passed away. It was, you know, hiking. And to me, I, I learned so much. It was worth it. I would love to have a table for people. It just blew me out of the water because then I'm learning and I'm a very fast learner. So I'm going to be there at some point. 
and you taught me a massive amount. I think the beauty of it is by, by you having to articulate what you're feeling, because a lot of your stuff is innate. It's blink, Gladwell, blink. And that's why you're a mad, I, I say whatever you're best at, your ability to in-game bat at pace I, I look at it like someone playing the P. I mean, I've seen, you know, ESPN brought Michelle Steele. It's been, what, about four years ago now, mm. out to Vegas to just tape Fezzik for a day in-game batting. And I looked at it at the time. I was like, what? The, I could never do that in a million years. Would you say that's w- w- certainly one of the areas you're bet- most differentiated, but would you say that's the best area? Yes, and I think a big difference, and, and you and I are opposite when it comes to this. You are a deep thinker. You mean I win? Oh, well, well, no, you're, you, you're, 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 you are tremendous in terms of the deep thinking, deep analysis, deep dive. And for whatever reason, my brain is more programmed, maybe too much speed chess when I was growing up. I am good at rapid fire. Too much speed? Speed chess. Oh, that's <laughs> a different chess. That's the entire kind game of in five adolescent minutes issue. Three minutes and two seconds. So because of that. Wouldn't it be funny if you went up to an AA meeting and said, hello, my name is Steve. I'm a speed chess addict. <laughs> it would be insane. Oh, God. So there's certain books like they'll put up props. Will this call be overturned, for instance? All right. Yeah. And it's and it's a close call. The guy, but the guy is clearly not in possession of the ball as he's going out of bounds. They're going to overturn it. And it's just like it's it's almost a contest. You got to submit your bet within ten seconds before the line moves. Whoever gets to it first. Something we're going to talk about when the time's right is the really the pink elephant in the room with in-game batting. And I had a meeting lunch meeting with a guy who is, you know, has one of the real advanced white label operations where if you want to, you know, you're in Jersey, whatever, you want to run a book, boom, 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 they give you everything. And one of the things they offer is a proprietary in-game algorithm. And he broke it down for me how many seconds delay there is. And if you're on an HD TV, you're like moving to 30 seconds behind the plays. Like, and which effectively means the bookmaker knows the next play when he puts that line out. And you have to trust. <laughs> you got to trust oh, wow. that they're not shading that line. Most people don't have any idea that that's, going, that, that that's the case. I didn't have an idea until a couple years ago someone clued me into it. I know you, one of the tricks is you want to watch standard SD or standard DAF, which is about, I think, five seconds ahead of HD. Yeah, but you're still, like, like you said, 15 seconds behind. And then there was a digital feed that I was thinking about you, and I was saying, oh, Steve would want this. And I asked the fellow, and I'm just not giving his name because I don't know if he wants to. And, uh, and, and he said, uh, I go, well, how much is that feed? He goes, just the digital feed, which is about seven seconds ahead of the SD feed. And I don't have it all in front of me. It might be a little off. He wrote a diagram for me. And he said a million dollars a year. Hmm. And that they have it set up where you can have like, and it's really only for bookies, where you can have like eight, four on one screen, four on, so you're watching eight games and you're getting it like, but they're getting the data 10 seconds before that. So the data comes in, the algorithm crunches it, they got a human oftentimes watching the game, and then unless he hits stop, he can hit like a stop or something and make a quick tweak because he sees what it is, the algorithm, and unless he objects, it just goes out, and that's the flow. 
And wow, it's fascinating. And then he was talking about last thing, and then we can really get into this off season. How complicated, Fez, you would understand this better than me, how complicated it is when you have, let's say, a team up by 15. And now the question is with the cash outs. It's one thing to say, okay, what's the chance of this team winning? That is reasonable because it doesn't really matter where the distribution is except it has to be past a certain point. But what about what are key numbers? Where if someone wants to put up a three, is it three minus 300 or is it three minus 180? And he said the propensity of coaches to go for two. You know, what is the book? And again, this is a guy, and and I'm not going to give anything away, who was a world-class at poker. He won one of the biggest tournaments ever. And also world-class at one of these strategy games. I don't want to tell the game that, you know, it's like, oh, okay. This guy was like literally ranked in the top 10 in the world at one of these, you know, it wasn't chess, but one a game like that. And he's just telling me how complex this is. So when a guy that smart's telling you how complex, do you see that with the, with, it's one thing to say what the money line should be, but people don't want to lay 600. And so now the question is, how do you find that number that you feel good about how often it's going to land there that you can assess it? Yeah, you spot on. I love the way you describe just one example, if you will. Like a team's up by 24 late in the game. It's typically a great idea to lay 17 and a half because think about that. You're like, well, wait, back door. You're only going to win by 17. They're going to go for two? They're going for two. But people don't think about, oh, they're down 24. They don't think, oh, but if they get it to 18, they're going to go for two because the chart tells them to. And those are things that you as a human are able through pattern recognition to see and logic but when you think about the really complex stuff that oh, even a computer that can do regression analysis all the way back in, there's a play by play for a long time. That should, t- he goes, no, there's not enough sample size. Like the situations that we struggle with, there's not enough sample size. One more example you're down by 24, you got the ball at midfield, and you punt with eight minutes to go. The game's going to go under because you put up the white flag. You've said, we're not trying anymore, and now I'm just going to run. But that really has nothing to do with what numbers are going to fall. You're given a handicapping tip in the second half. Yeah, well, I'm just saying, like, I wind up with the ball on my own no, 10, and yeah. now I'm going to be more conservative. No, no, I understand. But I guess there's all kind of great in-game betting stuff. This is more about what is the distribution of the results, right? All right. So, at least we have the big show. We got something different today. We were tight on the college pod. So, we're going to do one commercial break. And then, Fez, this is the best bet that you're batting. So it's no joke. You know, I was thinking the entire show about just off the cuff. And sometimes that stream of consciousness works. Extra outs means extra winners. That's catchy. Let's be honest. But it's so true. It's even more true than it is catchy. Think about it. Go back. I don't know if you keep your records, but if you do, you should. Because at minimum, you want to see about, oh, I win with favorites. I win with dogs. I don't win with overs on TV games, I'm guessing, long term. And if you do have your history, even this year, just say, assume you get a half point. Now, you're not going to get a half point in every game. You're going to be like, wow, wow, wow. Think of all those half point losses, right? Those become pushes. Think about the pushes. They become wins. Literally, extra outs mean extra winners. Bet DSI, they spend big money with Podcast One to be on shows like this. Why? Because they're confident in their product. 
It's like you try it, you're going to like it, or at least enough of you like it. They've been with us for Podcast One for years. BadDSI.com, and there's a bonus match promo code. We don't know how long it's going to last. It's 100%. Double. 100. So it's Bell 101 Promo code Bell 101 BadDSI.com. Finally, Yahoo Daily Fantasy. Hey, exciting football action continues. Yahoo is better than ever this year with their Daily Fantasy stuff. A new $500,000 contest. They call it the $500,000 baller. That's not for me with my cameo. But I guess in a way they're lifting from the rock. He'll be okay. Check this out. There's new contests every week. Guaranteed cash prizes. And even if you don't score a perfect lineup, you can still walk away from the game with cash. Get started now, yahoo.com slash daily fantasy. That's yahoo.com slash daily fantasy. By the way, last thing, when you make your first deposit, use promo code POD25. So podcast, right? POD, P-O-D, 25 for 25 and free play. Back to the show. All right. So, Brad, do you have a, a bonus? I have a I mean, bonus. Don't, for, don't force anything. No, I have a bonus like on the Pittsburgh game. All right. So we're going to let Fez do his best bet, and we'll go from there. Don't know about the future. That's anybody's guess. Ain't no good reason for getting all depressed. Fire up your pad and pencil. I give you a piece of my mind. Give us a piece of that mind, but no gray hair. Tennessee, Denver, proposition bet. We're going to go back to the well on Tennessee Titan games. We're going to go no score for six minutes, 30 seconds, minus $1.40. And I think it's all about Denver. We talked about it. They need this game. Do we know this number you're estimating? I'm estimating. So is this the worst buy price? Lay up to minus 150 would be the buy price. So Denver, two straight home losses. Flacco has not been throwing the ball down the field. I expect that they are going to be conservative being the favorite in this game, try not to make mistakes. And I think the Tennessee Titans are absolutely going to look to establish the run in the altitude in Denver, which will result in the clock ticking. We're going to go no score for 6 minutes, 30 seconds. And in a weird way, if we're right, Tennessee will be, have some success running. That's a good thing. Yes. Because you don't expect a big you know, breakaway run. Yes. And bottom line, as long as they're running the ball with some success, they won't have that third and eight when you can suddenly get a turnover or a long pass play. Now, the one thing I've always allowed you to hold back because it's so niche is coin flip propensity, as in do teams take it or not? And, you know, you really hurt the books with some of that. Is this something that it feels like you're given a dummy handicap? Meaning that you're putting a placeholder there, so it feels like you got logic, but there's some other reason you're playing this. I'm not asking you to explain because it's so niche, it's not fair to give it to hundreds of thousands of people and hurt the markets. Is this, is, is there something beyond your handicap here? There might be an additional factor that. <laughs> <this fact. laughs> you see I how like I can sneak out? Yeah. I can smell it. Yeah. I can smell it. I should have smelled it last week, I think. All right, Brad. <laughs> All right, I like Pittsburgh here in the final game here, and it's all about Devlin Hodges. Who? That's the third-string quarterback now, now going to be the starter for the Steelers. Oh, you're going to quote his college stats. I am. Why, ah! 
Why not? They're historic. I know, RJ. but they said his arm looks. I mean, I I wasn't watching. I mean, once he got hurt, I got upset. I get. What do you need? I mean, he's third string. Well, I saw Minshew, so all right. Fair enough. He did have an historic uh, career in college. Set the all-time record for passing yards: fourteen thousand five hundred eighty-four. Past Steve McNair, who held that for nearly twenty-five years. And on top of that. I mean, I watched that Broncos game. Even though the Broncos were having a bad season, that crowd was very pro-Denver in L.A., in the Chargers Stadium. And now it's the Pittsburgh Steelers, the best-traveled fan base in the entire National Football League. Again, Pittsburgh will have the crowd edge in this one. And Pittsburgh, this century, as an underdog, 63% against the spread. I'll take the Steelers. I just wonder how much that bet on Rudolph... Now, how long is he supposed to be out for? I mean, concussions, you know. He'll be, he should be back the following game. I, I, I wouldn't say that because mm-hmm. the way they were talking about it, it just seemed like a different grade. And, I mean, we'll see, and, and I don't want to overly speculate, but it just felt like they were talking like he was out. I don't think he's out for the season, but and maybe it's their – what are they saying? He did return to practice today. Oh, okay, good. Because you got to get worried. Sometimes you get that really bad, and it's like they don't want to take even have a guy mm-hmm. get another hit. And, I mean, when you have a – bet like they have on Rudolph by giving up their number one pick. That that doesn't look good now, does it? What do you think of the Pittsburgh game? I like it a lot. And remember, the Chargers, if there was one team I'd identify as the money has come against them. He's like, you're so old, your voice is fading. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, the funny thing is when he got to tell how sharp he was in in in-game, he had a totally different voice. Did you notice that? All right, it's week six. <laughs> week week one, the wise guy bet against the Chargers, the wise guys. They did so in week two, three, four, and five. Every week, money has come against the Chargers. This line sitting at 6.6, meaning there are some plus sevens. You got to lay a dollar twenty. I'd be confident that they're, you're going to see money against the Chargers again. So if you like this pick, and I do lean with it, I would grab the seven and lay the dollar twenty right now. I think that. We're going to see another, um, not a tsunami, but certainly money, sharp money coming in against the Chargers. Who's high pitch? <laughs> what was that? <laughs> All right. I'll explain, but the show's over. We'll be back tomorrow. By the way, great college pod. Brad killed it. Wasn't so strong here. He was tired, too. How much did you sleep last night? Zero. I'm at 40 consecutive hours being awake. 40 for soccer. <laughs> So the the famous story for those that are Stern fans, and we're done, thank you, is high pitch. This is the after show now. Welcome to the after show. We got to do a drinking show at some point. Get Fez white wine spritzers. Oh, my God, the stuff he was telling me one night. Mm. And what happened was there was a guy named Eric the Midget, and then later it was Eric the Actor because of the PC part of it, right? And um, he was the most... What's the right way to say? It? Ungrateful person. Howard would fly him out to the bunny ranch and stuff. I mean, this, and this guy was, uh, you know, like three foot tall or whatever. Had a lot of illnesses and stuff, and it was sad. And but he just didn't. He hated everyone. He hated life. You know, he enjoyed life, but he hated everyone. So at one point, high pitch Eric, who is a famous character, who he talks with the highest pitch on Stern, like ah, he was calling up crank calling Eric the or Eric the actor. And was acting like he was different people. So he'd go on and go, hello, hello, I'm Bubba Bowie. And he goes, you're not Bubba Bowie. And then at one point he tries to act like he's someone, you know, 
hiding his high-pitched voice. He goes, you're a high-pitched Eric. And he said, who's high-pitched? <laughs> <laughs> who's high-pitched? All right, talk to you next week. Thanks for listening to R.J. Bell's Dream Preview. Catch the Wise Guy Roundtable each week. College football released on Wednesday. NFL on Thursday. Don't miss any winners. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. Visit podcastone.com and download the Podcast One app. Have a question for R.J.? You can contact him directly on Twitter at R.J. in Vegas. Live the dream with us each week.